everyone. Hi, hello. Welcome to another exciting episode of Allison Rosen is your new best friend. I'm sitting here in my studio with podcast host, comedian, actor, Fahim Anwar. Hello. Hello. Wow. Oh, thank you. Please, please sit down. Well, you have a bunch of tiny people here who are like applauding for me. That's very cool. And they live here too. They live here. What do yeah. you feed them? Like a popcorn kernel or something? Yeah, like, I throw. I toss tiny. a rice cake in and I say, and "That's enough." Fight over it. Oh, yeah. I'll, They're uh, like snakes. I feed them once a week. Oh, that's pretty convenient. That's it easy. Is, it's it's like perfect. A, it's sort of like a snake plant. Doesn't require a lot of attention. Yes. Yeah. Um, isn't it unusual though, given how tiny they are, mm-hmm. that they make such a robust applause sound? Because you'd yeah. think it'd be like. <laughs> You'd be tiny, right? Because a lot of times in TV and film, it's like when they're mm-hmm. really tiny. Yeah, but that was almost full size human sound. I know that's why I selected them. Ah, so much sound from such, compressed in such a like, tiny body. They're like a Bose yeah. people. They're like <laughs> they Bose really people. <laughs> they're like they do surround sound, even if they're just you know in, on yeah. one side. Hello, Tony Thaxton. Hi, how's it going? It's going all right. I'm also amazed at how uh, how. The audience all stops at the same time together, too. That's the thing I really Well, they've been working together a long yeah. time, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like getting the old team back together. Yeah. You yeah. Can. <laughs> I mean, when I called the leader of them, <laughs> he, was, Fred, he was chopping wood, right? Yeah, he you was. Know, well, he had, he had he a had, beard? Yes. Yeah, because he, you know. Is he was smurf? out of the game for a while. Right. Oh, th- that too. Yeah. He had he had retired to the country, was out of yes. the game, and they're like, we need you for one more mission. And then it turned into a many. And then now he just lives in my studio. It's, I don't know how happy <laughs> he is. I should probably think about that. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. I described you as a podcast host. So many things. Comedian. During actor. It, I go, whoa, I'm a multi-hyphenate. You are. But did I leave out? Because so, nowadays people are also like producers, directors. It's a long, it's a long ass business. What are all the have? hyphenates? I mean, that if you I, claim. I'll, okay, stand up first. I'll claim that the hardest. Okay. That's yeah, when immediate. I said podcast host first, I instantly mean, was yeah, like, I, I fucked that up. That's all right. I forgive you. Thank what if you. I walked out just on that? Oh my I God. Go, you lead with podcast host? I'm out of here. I guess stand up. Would you up, do it in that voice? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. When I get fake enraged, <laughs> that's that's my voice. Okay. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get enraged like this. It will. So. <laughs> I guess yeah, stand up and then writing, then acting, then podcast. I guess podcast is down there. Mm-hmm. Dancer somewhere in there. Just an, I'm an aficionado. I'm a hobbyist, but that's not at the top. Of the You're list. an enthusiast. I'm an enthusiast. So is dancing one of your passions? I, mean, I enjoy it. What kind of dance? Well, your podcast is called Fahim Anwar's Dance Hour. Yeah, Fahim but Anwar you don't dance, dance on your podcast. No, but I love music. And I'm always like uh, on Spotify, digital crate digging, just looking for new. That's my favorite thing. When people say, what do you do for fun? I like do nothing. Honestly, my favorite thing is just eating breakfast at a diner that has a booth. I get eggs and coffee. Just I have so many refills of the coffee. It's like Mm -hmm. my wee work. I just hang out there for way too long. Is it a particular diner or like any Any diner? diner. As long as I have my go tos, which I'm not going to say on the pod because it's my slice of solitude. I'm not going to. You don't want to blow that joint. I want to blow it up. You know, there's a lot of Fahim Anwar fans out there who are they're tracking you 24 hours a day. I'm like Rogan. You know, like once I say a thing, it becomes huge. Right, like ivermectin. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, because I had so much ivermectin to myself as well, and yeah. then I mentioned it, right? And I had to find like a new ivermectin guy. Yeah, uh, what's the word? Anti- I had to find a new, a new horse guy. You know? Yeah, wait, no, what? Oh my god, what's the word for something that kills bugs? Uh, uh so it's the oh, P. 
Uh, no, that's pesticide. That's what I'm thinking of. A new but veterinary what's the pesticide. Guy? What's the guy's? What's the profession? Oh, exterminator. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's so funny. It's one of those, like no one, no one needed to know that, but I just needed it for my OCD. <laughs> like the whole podcast, you'd be asking me all these questions. It'd be like 50 minutes in. I'd be like. What the fuck is the guy who, call, who kills oh, bugs? Oh, that's how I am. I had to Google something in therapy the other day, mm-hmm. and I couldn't find it, and it was driving me nuts. And then I got out, and I, I, I just had this sense that I had already texted my therapist to give her to correct myself. Do you want to know what it was? Sure. It's so this is so okay. <laughs> she said. She's like she. I think she asked like, "Have you read Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning? Do you know this book? No. It's he was in the Holocaust. Mm-hmm. It's like, no, it's not a it's not a beach read. Right. Um. And I said, "Is that the guy who committed suicide?" And she said, "I don't think so, because I know that there's an author who wrote about his experience in in concentration camps who ultimately committed suicide, which to me is like." not a ringing endorsement for having processed the trauma, you know? Mm. Um, And so I looked it up and I'm like, okay, this guy died of some kind of natural causes. And then I got out of the office because I, like I stopped the appointment, not the appointment, but like, I was like, hang on, I got to find it out. And I couldn't, I couldn't find out who the one was, but I did confirm that it wasn't Victor Frankel. I got out and I'm like, wait a minute. I feel like I've already had this conversation. And in 2020, I emailed her and I said, it wasn't Victor Frankel who committed suicide. It was Primo Levi. You're in a loop. So I just forwarded that and I said, I guess we already had this conversation. <laughs> anyway, that's how much I relate to what just everything has to yeah, stop. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, what was it? What that were, you- <laughs> yeah, we were talking about before the exterminator. Oh, yeah. My favorite thing. Yeah. I don't know how it came up. Oh, you, but you yeah. were saying that you're like Rogan where if you say it, it blows <laughs> up. Yes, yes. So I'm keeping my little diner spot okay. secret. But yeah, I like to chill in a booth, drink mm-hmm. coffee for way too long. And then I search for music on Spotify. Every Monday and Friday, they curate a pure li- a playlist for you. Uh-huh. Oh, like a, Spotify like a, comes yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. It sounds like you work for Spotify. I know, but I like their algorithm. I think it's just like, it's good for discovering music. Are you on Threads? I was when it was hot for a bit, but now I feel like it's MySpace. Does any, has anyone checked their Threads? Yeah. I literally keep forgetting it exists. So that's how I am with Blue Sky. For anyone who's like, what the fuck are they talking about? I don't know. So, I mean, I feel like everyone knows, but in case they don't know, these are various uh, social media platforms. Threads is like the Twitter of Instagram. And the rap on Threads at the beginning was like, it's it, Twitter has become a hellscape. This is such a nice place. Not for me. I made the mistake of like engaging with, and I will explain why I've gone in this direction. It has to do with the algorithm. Engaging with some political posts. On Threads? Yeah. Okay. Ruined my day for two days. Ruined two days. It was a waste of... I didn't change anyone's mind. It was like the stupidest thing I could have done. But now, it, I think it has a really powerful algorithm. And it's like, oh, this sets her off. I'm only going to give her this. So... She knows what pokes you. Yeah. So that's why I was asking about the Spotify algorithm. Mm, it doesn't enrage me. It, it uh, feel like it gets you. It enriches me. It enriches yeah, you. Yeah, that that's what an algorithm should it do. It should do that. Yeah. Yeah. So every Monday and Friday, Monday is Discover Weekly. Friday is Release Radar. What's and like your just, uh, my jams? Yeah, they're kind of dancey. They're okay. upbeat. I like don't understand. Pop? Uh, Electronic. They're kind of like low. You. They're not popular, but uh, I think are they, they should poppy? be. Are they poppy? Are they like they're kind of poppy? Pop? They're dancey. They're like uh, like new uh, new disco French. 
house, French touch. Okay. It's very vibey, very dancey. Are you, do you, do you dabble in DJing? No, I would like to. I always have a dream that like I start producing music, but then I get discouraged. I do it for five minutes. I go, these jokes. And then I close my laptop and I just stick the comedy <laughs> and I go, oh, I'll just insert mm-hmm. the songs I like comedically. Wait, you do it. You do what for five minutes? Produce <sighs> I mean, an album? I feel like every guy has done this because like, like every girl has a dream of being a model or like Miss America and every guy downloads Ableton or Fruity Loops for an hour and then tries <laughs> to produce a track and it sounds like dog shit. And what are you using just like electronic sounds? Uh, you could use a laptop. You don't even need to get a MIDI controller. You can just use the keys on your laptop and like bedroom produce. Okay. But the learning curve is just such that where I just get discouraged and right. I go, eh, fuck this. But like, I'll just to, dance. in order to hear <laughs> the music that you like live, you'd uh-huh. have to go to like a club in Las Vegas, right? I mean, I listen to it in a at a diner on, on Spotify. <laughs> What's weird about me is like, I love this music. I love dancing, but I don't like the ritual of going to yes. a nightclub or a concert. I have a personal relationship with music. I don't like it the, happens in a diner. I don't. Yeah, I uh, I don't like the rigmarole of mm. going, finding parking, being crammed with a bunch of people. Uh, you know them. Do, it's late. They don't go on time. Right. And then I just don't like being around that many people listening and it sounds better in my AirPods. Have you always been this way? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I don't love live concerts mm-hmm. unless I know the band and they invite me and that's happened a few times. Quest I'll go love. that way. It's awesome. If I have, if I'm VIP guest list, sure. Right. I'm not GA. Oh no. I said quest. It was quest. Was it quest love? Oh, quest love. Yeah. I was listening to the beginning of um, dance hour. Uh-huh. Your most recent episode Fahim Anwar's dance hour. I'm yeah, sorry. I'm yeah, doing yeah. when people call my podcast, new best friend i'm like that's not the title um even though i'll accept it and i just did that to you right, i'm right. sorry apologies quite, quite all right quite all right um, who's dance hour i'm like a teacher trying to get you to show your work <laughs> who's dance hour fahim anwar there we go by the way do you get fahim anwar all the time i get both i okay. accept both really yeah you don't have anwar, to do that anwar well which one do you say i say you say anwar i say anwar but right but i'll take anwar it doesn't sound wrong to you nah because, like, if someone says Allison Rosin, that sounds wrong to me. Rosin? Huh. But is there a precedent for Rosin? I feel like I hear Rosen all the time. Are you suggesting that we There's also no hear Anwar for... all no, the time? No, no, you don't. So that's why I take both. Oh, wait. Are you saying that, like, Rosin is a different name? I've just never heard the last name Rosin. Yes. When have you, I, I went, have you? No. Although I imagine there's like a Rosin, R-O-S-I-N, which is a different mm. name. Or for some reason, if you play violin. Hey, I played upright bass. We used a lot of ro- Rosin. Why is it Rosin, not Resin? That's a good point, huh? Tony? Is that how it's spelled? Is it spelled like Rosin? I think it's spelled Resin. I really, I was I could sure. be wrong. And is it made out of sap or something? Yeah, some sort of sap. Yeah. Okay. Could you look it up, Tony? Tony plays drums in a real rock band. So he doesn't know about rosin. No, I don't think he ever played a, uh, a string instrument. Uh, I mean, I'll mess around on guitar, but not those types of strings. No, we're so. talking about legit. Legit. harmonic style. You wouldn't understand. Yeah. You don't have right. to wear a tuxedo to play. Like, mm-hmm. You like don't have like do. a little handkerchief that you wrap your instrument in before putting it in a case. Did you do that with, what did you say you played? Upright? Upright bass. Okay. Well, I mean, I played electric bass mm-hmm. in fourth grade because that's when you could first start playing instruments. Yeah. And then you're like, yeah, I want to be a rock star. Awesome. I got to play guitar. 
and then you hit sixth grade and, and they go, you can't play there anymore. Here's your fucking giant upright bass. What school did you go to? Uh, that- middle school was Olympic View in Muckleteal, Washington. Mm-hmm. So I went to- Buckateal? Sur- Muckleteal. Muckleteal. I like that name so much. It's fun. Muckleteal. Yeah, I really, took it for, I really took it for granted. Mu- Wait, Just not muckle, enjoying saying it like, as much when I was a kid. M-U-C-K- Muckleteal. M-U-C-K-L-E-T-I-O? E- yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, M-U-K-I-L-T-E-O, oh. I believe. Muckleteo. I was completely off. What a fun name. Clara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, was it a fun town? So fun. I don't know. It was all right. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing's fun when you're that Yeah, age. but it sucked that they bait and switched you as a kid because you got to play electric guitar. You thought it was cool. And then they just give you this giant orchestral bass and you're well, a little kid still growing. You have yeah. to carry, you're an ant. You have to carry all this fucking weight. But- they didn't give everyone that, did they? What? The upright bass? Yeah. Yeah. You couldn't play the really? electric bass anymore. We were like, hey, can we play the electric bass in class? They go, no, you're an orchestra. You have to play upright bass. You go, oh, cool. I mean, I wouldn't have gotten into it had you told me this up yeah. top, but. Okay. I have I, I have a lot of not de- not desperately important questions, sure. but, I, but I, need, <laughs> I need clarity on this. Wait, Tony, did you look up the rosin resin? Yeah, this is, this is huge. Uh, it does. It appears to be R-O-S-I-N. Oh. Yeah. Rosin. Almost like how people mispronounce my last name. Yeah. Okay. That's weird then. Because I think it's resin anyway. Resin is a thing. Get... I will it give is. you that. Yes. Resin exists. We've got, we've got to get to the bottom of this. But I guess rosin also exists. But it, rosin is resin, isn't it? Okay. Rosin is resin, isn't it? Is almost as fun to say as muckleteo. Muck, nothing trumps. No, it doesn't. Live resin and rosin are made in two very distinct ways. Live resin is made using solvent-based extraction technique, and rosin is made using just heat and pressure, no solvents. So it all ah, comes down to the solvent. Solvent. <laughs> of course. A solvent. I'm thinking an alcohol of sorts. Okay. In were, Did you sign up for band in fourth grade or music or something, or like all the kids at this Muckleteo Middle School... Is that what it was called? The Muckle Tea yeah. was took it uh, played instruments. Like in fourth grade, we all played the recorder. Ah, uh, it was mandated. Yeah, you couldn't not play it. Correct. You couldn't opt out. It was like the draft. I was. Oh, bless you. I was conscript, conscripted, and the teacher's name was Mr. Wilson. Every it was like so cool to hate on recorder. But I really but enjoyed awesome. it. Like, it's awesome now. Is it's it really had a. No, I don't know. <laughs> right. <laughs> there's recorder TikTok. Did you see how oh, excited a huge I got? Cor- like, a recorder talk? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I saw a glimmer in your eye. You go, I'm back. <laughs> I'm back, baby. So I loved it, but it wasn't cool to love it. Yeah. So I had to hide yeah. my passion. Oh. We played like, What Would You Do with a Drunken Sailor? All the hits. All the okay, hits. so how'd it go for you in fourth well, grade? There was orchestra. So it wasn't mandated. So there's orchestra. And then they just, they tell you the instruments that you are you can play if you're an orchestra. And the electric bass was one of them. So that caught my fancy. And I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll join orchestra. I want to play electric bass. I don't want to overstate this. Yeah. But that's like someone saying, hey, kid, come see this puppy. And then they kidnap you. Like, I it's kidnapped. worse than bait and switch. <laughs> I wish I got kidnapped. Yeah. I, then there'd be a puppy yeah. there. At least. Or like, hey, kid, want some candy. Or at least candy. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that happened to you. Thank you. Yeah, I, really, I guess I really haven't processed without... the trauma. Yeah. I should, um, I should really like hash how it How do out. you think it's coming? How do you think it's manifesting? This unprocessed trauma. Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, I don't know, maybe trust issues. <laughs> with a, all with from authority the figures, right? No, just with wood instruments. Oh, yeah, that... <sighs> Thank you. Yeah. I said string instruments earlier. No, you know, you are right. I said wood instruments. Are you thinking of woodwinds? I think I just fucked up because like it is a string instrument. But a wood instrument is more like a reed, like saxophone or clarinet. Right. Well, those are... Yeah, woodwinds. Woodwinds. Woodwinds Woodwinds have reeds. Yeah, I believe. So there's string, brass, woodwinds, and what's the fourth? No one knows. Percussion? Percussion, probably. What about brass? Is that no? I already yeah, brass already is in there. That. That's a woodwind. I remember we learned about the these four groupings. Although the way these motherfuckers are now, I wouldn't be surprised if they've like eked out a fifth one, like how umami is a new flavor, a new you flavor. know, <laughs> or like a new planet. Yeah, or they've actually just demoted Pluto. Pluto, fuck, get fucked, Pluto. Or is Pluto like eggs, where it's in and then it's out, or is it officially out? It's a dwarf. They call it a dwarf planet. They now. can say that. I mean, with, with <laughs> they're, confidence. They're, they're allowed to say that? Well, I think dwarf is, I think actually people appreciate they, dwarf. They appreciate yeah, it? Yeah. Um, Just, oh, one more thought before we leave please. the band issue. I mean. Oh, we're not leaving it. We're not leaving it. We're never leaving it. We've been talking about it for 16 years. <laughs> you guys want to tune out, now's the time. We're not going to, yeah, we're not going to cave to your demands of That's moving right. on from band talk. You we're want an entertaining down. podcast. I have to be true to myself. Right. If you weren't in band or orchestra, fucking turn it off. That's um, right. I just always think I always thought it was very funny in in orchestra and band. Like once you got into middle school, they would dangle this thing of like, uh, you get to you can't be in jazz band unless you're in regular band. Mm. Or orchestra, right? And like jazz band is the treat. Yes, right. And, I, and it's just the it's just funny how like that's supposed to that's been quote unquote the cool thing for so many years. Mm-hmm. Like you know, if you want to be in jazz band, that just shows you how dated band and orchestra, right. how old these songs are, mm-hmm. where kids are chomping at the bit <laughs> to play jazz. Right, the jazz is the forbidden fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, all right, I guess I'll. I'll power through orchestra because I really want to play some jazz. I want to play <laughs> Mac the Knife. I would think in jazz band, though, they would let you play your electric bass. No, you can. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't play jazz. I wasn't in jazz band. So when I was in school, we learned about the four instrument types. Mm-hmm. And then we had a field trip to like the Disney Center where they play, like a, I think it was like a Philharmonic thing. But I just remember we all heard Disney. Yeah. But so we thought we were going to, because I grew up in Southern California, so we thought we were going to Disneyland, even though we kind of knew, I don't know, I just remember that, that to, for me was like a bait and switch. Oh, no. Yeah. We're, so so wait, you just got to watch? People play music. At Disneyland, or they were somehow affiliated with Disney, and there was like, There's you weren't Disney even on the hall. premises. Tony, do you know? Isn't there like yeah. a oh, Disney? Oh, isn't that downtown? I've never, yeah, I've never I, been. Yes. But, yeah. Oh, okay. So. But I still. weird looking silver building. Yes. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's like walking into a silver French So you went there. Yeah. But I know. I know that kind of undermines my story. But it was in downtown. But I think if you're on the five, you pass Disneyland. I know that. I feel like we passed Disneyland. And it was like, oh, there it goes. You could drop me off here. Yeah. Um, And I also remember, I want to say we were in like third grade. And it was deadly boring. It could not have been more boring. Now... I would love to go watch an orchestra, especially if I could be on my phone. 
Are you? I don't think you're allowed to. <laughs> oh no, I think they encourage it. No, I th- no. I'm sure. You, I'm sure you're not allowed. That'd be to. funny if, like, like the opera, they just have special showings for pieces of shit. <laughs> you know, how there's like matinees. There's matinees and everything. Yeah. They go. We have a special piece of shit screening right. where we're we're doing Othello, but you can be on your phone. <laughs> not talking. Just you know, just looking Still, at social just, media. You I just, know. You just hear street fights on on Twitter. Just people watching <laughs> different things. People watching porn. People doing emails. You're like. Yeah. <laughs> just some I, guy doing Shakespeare. So I saw Hamilton uh, some number of years I ago. I saw it at the Pantages a while ago. That's where I saw it. What if we were at the same show? What row were you? Someone um, has a photo of us. Like, what? We were occupying the I same. know. We were sitting next to each other. Yeah. It's like um, a really low stakes because normally when you hear that story, it's like they got married years later. Yeah. For us, it's just like, oh, you were there? <laughs> but, <laughs> That's cool. And then he went on her podcast. No, so anyway, <laughs> there was a guy like in front to the left of me wearing a Dodgers jersey yeah. and checking the scores of the game periodically. It was very like, are you kidding me? Like it was noticeable. Yeah. And then here was my favorite part. The guy who played Philip in the show tweeted about it. He like, said, what's the score while he's on stage? <laughs> no, no. I think, I don't think it was during the show, but it was like last night at the show, there was a guy who was checking the game score he, guy. Cause he was in the, sorry, he was in the front row. Hmm. Not to brag, but I was in the yeah, second row. Whoa. Um, he just like called, I mean, didn't he called out the guy's behavior of like during the show or just on twitter he he did it on twitter okay like last night you'll never like in the show there was a guy in the front row who was on like on his phone during the you know like what the i don't know yeah and i thought i know that i think i even tweeted back i saw that guy yeah that's not the place Mm -mm. to do that i wonder if he bought the tickets probably not he it's i think his wife wanted it he's like it seemed like he was dragged there because I mean, he he came in a jersey. I'm surprised he didn't have his face painted. And but but the woman he was with was like, look, it's not you don't have to dress up to go to the Pantages like you did or like I thought you did when I was a kid. I feel like it's life has become much more casual. But he was yeah. really really casual, and she really was, embracing the new she, era. Yeah, she was into it. Um, Tony, I need to know, and then. I need to ask Fahim more questions, but were you in band in school? Uh, yeah, but I, I kind of did it the b- backwards of most kids because I was self-taught. Already a rock of. star? I was already you playing prodigy. drums for a very you long like time. You were like Tame Impala? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so I, and then when I, when we moved to Virginia when I was in high school, my first friend it was, is my now bandmate, Matt. Oh, that, uh, I didn't. That's crazy. Yeah, and he was in band, and then he found out that I played drums, and then he was like, "Oh, you should come play. We need better drummers." And then so I started actually taking lessons to learn how to read music and stuff. So I did, but only my last, weirdly, my last two years of high school, and that's it. Wait, so he was in band in school, and he said we need better drummers. Yeah, I can't, I don't think I was invested in anything that much in school ever to be like the quality of this isn't going to work recruit. for me. Yeah. Well, I mean, he plays music professionally now, so. No, I'm saying, he, yeah, he clearly already yeah, yeah, yeah. Had, an, had an ear for it. Yeah. So, Fahim, mm-hmm. you grew up in Seattle, right? Yes. Every, well, I mean, Seattle is just a touchstone for everyone. I'm but I'm in the Tio. burbs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Muckle, <laughs> when, not, even, not even Muckleteo. I mean, I was in Linwood, technically. Linwood. But the school was in Muckleteo. And, and this is close to Seattle. It's, it's like the burbs, yeah. And then... uh. Okay, Everett first, and then Linwood, and then Woodenville. So I went to high school in Woodenville, mm-hmm. and then I went to UW, which is in Seattle. But I commuted from home, which is in Woodenville. 
Um, some people I went to high school with went to UW. <sighs> yeah. Good Did, bunch. Good bunch. It's it's huge, right? I guess. I think. Yeah, it's like a big. You Did know, you like it? It was fine, but I didn't really have the college experience because I was commuting right. from home. How come? Uh, because if I if I wanted to live on campus, I would have had to pay for it, mm. and I didn't want to get a job. I didn't care that much. Right. So I, you know, it's not that bad. My my mom cooks food. Uh, I save money. They're paying for my engineering school, so I just commuted. Could you did could you date girls? No, no. I mean, probably, but I didn't. My brother really didn't. He went to dental school. Uh, so I just kind of did what my brother did. So it was just more, it was more academic and just stand up. That's all I did. Mm-hmm. Oh, you were already doing stand up. Yeah, I think I was eight. So I graduated high school and I was doing it. I was eighteen. So that summer, I started going to comedy clubs mm-hmm. um, in Seattle. So the Comedy Underground, I would go to, and then Giggles, and then I just kept it up throughout college. And you have a mechanical engineering degree, right? That is true. That I'm not. And you using. worked at Boeing. Yeah, Boeing um, in Long Beach, though. Okay. Did you have a passion for mechanical engineering? Like what was the I story did behind not. that? Okay. <laughs> it was just like a really methodical way to do stand-up comedy. Because uh, I knew I wanted to do it really young. I was like 17 or 18. Where I'm like, okay, I want to do stand-up. And then my parents were going to pay for college, but they were only going to pay for certain degrees. Mm. So I wanted to have my cake and eat it too at first. I was like, right. oh, I have a theater degree. And then my dad's like, no. I'm like, okay. I kept getting more and more watered down. I'm like, God, what about what about directing? What about uh, English? Mm-hmm. What about? And he's like, no, 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 no. So engineering was kind of the basement. They said no for English. Yeah, I mean, I have an English degree. It is right. know, fairly useless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in hindsight, very grateful they did all right. that. But so when, what would they have? So it was like something that would have would be practical. Is that what they would? Yeah, pay for? I. That's what. That's what I love about immigrant parents is that they're so logical that. In the heat of the moment, you might be like, "You don't love me," or "My dream. These are my dreams. You're not supporting my dreams and all that." But they're just—they've been around. They yeah. know the value of money. They're very practical. They're very pragmatic. Mm-hmm. They know me getting a theater degree would just be like setting a pile of cash on fire. <laughs> so that's why they go, "No, no, 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 no." And engineering—you get a return on. There's an ROI on that, right? So that—that's why that was mm-hmm. the basement, and I could go like engineering and up. And did you, you must have had, like, I think of mechanical engineering as something that is hard and that only really smart people can do. I guess so. So hey, you, thank you. I mean, I was just good at school. I was always a good student. Uh-huh. I was good at math. I can, I didn't, I don't like the things, but I can do them. Mm-hmm. Like so, you must be really good at calculus or like what yeah, is. I was good at all that what stuff. Are the I things? probably forgot all of it right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm probably so dumb. What's a derivative? To, oh, I mean, that that's like the. F- a derivative? I would. You have to give me an equation, and, and then in, integrals know. are the opposite. So, okay. I, I was just trying to think. Do I remember anything from calculus? And I know. And then, DX I mean, I went pretty high up too, like uh, multivariable calculus, and then uh, I mean, all the classes, vibrations, thermodynamics. But I, I've forgotten. There's a class called vibrations, yeah. and it's not just like vibes. <laughs> oh, I wish it was just vibes. Come That'd in. That'd be so We've great. Been waiting for the you. one class in the engineering building, and everything else is just so rigorous: heat transfer, right. and then uh, system dynamics. And you go into vibrations, and you're sweating it, and it's just some some hippy dippy lady like a, with dreads. Like, yeah. have a seat. How are your vibes? Oh, they're they're pretty pretty good, I guess. And like her class is the hardest though. Yeah, she makes me look so inward. It's hard. <laughs> I took a class to fulfill a science requirement. A friend and I took physics of music thinking. Sounds like such bullshit. Right? Yeah. 
We also took chemicals in the environment, and that was bullshit. Mm. And I remember our teacher, Alvin, stood in the front and like put his little fists up to the side, and he like kind of shook him around. And he was, he's like, I am a, and now I don't know what he was, a molecule or something. But Physics of music was one of the hardest classes I took because it was it was less less music, more physics. Oh, like waves, pressure. Yeah, like you're in a how it's making in the a sounds. concert hall that's mm. this many feet long, and someone plays an A four forty, and I don't even remember the frequencies. And I don't. All that. Yes, it was hard. Um, so that's why I think vibrations could be the hardest class, even if it's like I enjoyed it. Yeah, uh, I think heat transfer was the hardest for me. Uh, and then also circuits was hard. It all sounds Electrical hard. engineering, yes, circuits was tough for me. And, and, and then, then statistics was tough for me too. And, and then uh, co- like CS, computer programming was hard for me. I had to get a tutor for that one. And I've never had to get a tutor for anything. Mm. I felt so defeated. And I had to hire someone. I had to write them a check to get me through class. Was I, I had like, never had to do that in my life, but I had this, to do it or I would fail. Was this person older than you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he was maybe like four years older than me, but I would go to the computer lab. And it was just one of those things I couldn't get. Yeah. But there's no shame in it. In hindsight, I'm glad mm-hmm. I did it, mm-hmm. that I just took that extra step to, you know, sometimes you need to do that. Yeah. Not everyone's Superman. That, I always say that. <laughs> Constant, That's why I got it tatted on my back. It. Yes. It's like the worst tattoo. Mm-hmm. It's like sloppy, even misspells it. Right. But I'm saying it like but I said a it huge to the, mantra. Yeah. You know, you as, as Superman. Um, okay. And then you... Then did you go to a Boeing from there? Well, yeah. Okay. So here was the whole plan. Uh, parents were going to pay for for college, but engineering was the lowest degree. I had to figure out what type of engineering I was going to do. My best friend across the street, David Bradley, he was doing engineering. I go, what kind are you doing? He goes, I'm doing mechanical. I'm like, all right, I'll do mechanical because we'll get to hang out. Mm-hmm. I really didn't give a shit what kind of what engineering are the I was going to do. There's electrical engineer. There's a uh, civil engineer, which mm. is like bridges and building static structures. Um you know, electricals, more like circuits and all that. And then there's computer. Okay. I uh, guess there really are a lot of engineers. A lot of engineers. There's industrial engineering. There's... Uh, Agricultural engineering? Is probably. I feel like it should be. Everybody's just throwing their hat into the engineer thing. There's yeah. like HVAC kind of, heating and cooling. Oh. Um, but civil, mechanical. Oh, there's aerospace. But there's a lot of overlap between mechanical and aerospace. Right. Yeah. So I did mechanical because he was doing it. And then I would have a friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just yeah the whole point was to get a degree and then apply to jobs engineering jobs in SoCal to get me out here so, so to I, pursue your comedy yeah comedy this is all just a prison plan to, to you did know. your parents know that that was oh yeah plan? okay for sure I don't think they thought that I would actually break out of prison though you know? <laughs> right and they're like yeah 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 whatever I don't think they thought that I, mm-hmm. I yeah I don't think they thought that I would actually get the job at, no I think that they thought I would get the job but that maybe I would kind of this is a phase or something? Yes. That you grow out of it. Yeah. So I got a job at Boeing in Long Beach and I worked there for about three and a half years mm-hmm. before I had enough stuff going on where I could do entertainment full time. Uh-huh. And then I then I left. And I haven't looked back. How and was working at Boeing? It was cool. I think a lot of work is just who you are with. Mm-hmm. It's less about the job. Did David just, Bradley go there? He did not. Where'd he go? He stayed in the Pacific Northwest. He worked at Boeing as well. Mm. Um yeah, so I was, I was commuting between Long Beach and Hollywood. I would work by day in a cubicle. Then I would drive up to the Hollywood Improv where I was a ghost and people would walk through me. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? The quintessential Hollywood 
constantly looking over your shoulder mm-hmm. like having a you conversation with you and oh yeah yeah meeting people for the first time 10 times <laughs> <laughs> um were you able to like get gigs pretty fast there's a there's a ladder that kind of happens and it there's a process to it first like doing stuff in town is very hard in hollywood you kind of open up your circle a bit so okay i do some oc stuff i would do some stuff in the valley improv so i grew up in oc ah okay okay yeah yeah Uh, i mean the improv was even hard because comedy juice was one of the hottest shows mm -hmm. but it was hard to get on it so where in oc did you perform there was a bowling alley in santa Ana called uh uh, maybe it was lucky strike Uh part of the block oh yeah, yeah 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 i would do 30 minutes there was a comic dino archie and it was one of the best shows. There's these hidden gems. I think when you're a young comic, mm-hmm. everyone just flocks to the Taj Mahal and they want to get up there. But it's like, that's the right. end of your journey. I didn't even know there was a scene at the Taj Mahal. <laughs> oh, yeah. The open mic, the sign up is crazy. <laughs> just, there's like a billion Indian people before you that you have to yeah. you know, you wait of, in line. Uh-huh. So, yeah. They go, yeah. Raj, and then like 10,000 people raise their hands. Oh, I should have been more specific. Uh, People just go straight to the epicenter first when in their like year one, year two of doing comedy. Mm-hmm. Go off the beaten path. You just need stage time. You need to get good. Yeah. It'll be a burrito shop. It'll be some place in San Diego. So you just want to do those. And then then you get on booked shows. I mean, that's kind of part of it too. Um so first it's open mics, then it's booked shows. And then also running a show. This is advice for young comics. If you run your own show, then you can trade spots. So you go, oh, I'll put you on my show if you put me on your show. Mm-hmm. So that's another way to get quality stage time. By running a show, does that mean hosting it? Uh, it can. You can host it. You can not. But mm-hmm. if you are the one who gets the space, organizes right. the promo, and you have a night somewhere, that's leverage to mm-hmm. get other spots. So you did that? I didn't do that. Oh. But, uh, but, you, but you could have. You and could it have. Been good. Just, I had the <laughs> thought, and I'm like, hey, if there's any young yeah. comics listening, that's a way to do it. So, yeah, we do book shows and then you just kind of climb the ranks and you just get better. More people know who you are. You do better shows and then you get certain things like Montreal and and then you do some late nights. And it's just this slow stairway to better circumstances and situations. Mm -hmm. Then you get past at the comedy store, you get past at the improv. And yeah, I think people want it now, but it's just such a process. And if you love it, just enjoy the ride. Mm hmm. Yeah. Did you always enjoy the ride? It took me a while, but yes. Yeah. Maybe in the last... You know, honestly, I think with the digital boom of what's going on with entertainment, I've learned to enjoy it way more because mm. I'm not waiting for someone to validate me anymore because that doesn't exist anymore. Because before... Like the gatekeeper. The gatekeeper. Because yeah. no one was even able to see you until someone tapped you and said, okay, you're, mm-hmm. you're enough. But now people can see you from day one you just no one's in control anymore mm-hmm. so this this scenario you've always been building in your mind of like getting getting really, really really good amassing all this material and getting really good at your craft and honing it and then someone like knighting you and saying okay you can be on tv you can be in front of people now yeah. we'll allow you to that is shattered into a million pieces that doesn't exist so it's it, this huge weight has been lifted where mm-hmm. oh i'm doing it Every time I put a clip on Instagram, I'm doing it. Every time I put a special out on YouTube, I'm doing it. Yeah. This, so, this, precious, this preciousness is done and it's mm-hmm. awesome. So then how do you measure? Let me, I'm going to insert myself into this story. worth Well, obviously we shouldn't be measuring our self-worth from external validation. Yeah. But I think I 
that's been something I've sort of reckoned with for the last handful of years is like these things that I've thought I wanted, like my own TV show, my own talk show on television, you yeah. know, is it because I want to, that's what I want to spend my time doing? Or is it because I want to be knighted? Is it because I want to be the person that someone goes like, oh yeah, she deserves this. That's part of it. That's a huge part of it. Yeah. So in stand up, like you're saying, if there's no longer this like, we anoint you yes, you are the guy right then how do you get that fix of validation from a very very base level and you lose sight of this uh when you do a show and you're getting laughs in a room for, like just that moment mm-hmm. right there right so it's for it's a lot of the craft yes honestly uh i think sometimes we forget or everyone's so goal oriented that, that you you kind of forget get what we get to do mm. it sounds so simple but i think uh sometimes i give advice to young comedians where i go it's supposed to be fun <laughs> you forget why you got into it and all that you're like why did he get this why did she get there i want how come i don't blah, blah blah and then you're doing all these shows while you have this cloud or energy and just at its simplest when you boil it down to its simplest mm. form you get to say all these wonderful thoughts and ideas you had and you get to share it with a room full of strangers. You have that time and you get to share this experience with them. And it's the whole reason you even got into stand-up. Mm-hmm. That's a win unto itself. Right. Sure, you can want these other things and stuff, but but just making a room full of people laugh with a thought that you formulated earlier that week or today, that's a gift and that's a win. Mm-hmm. And people forget that. So that that keeps you going. That's a form of validation. And then also just the immediacy of the way things are set up now. I can I can put a clip up and it people there's comments, there's likes, and it's straight to the people. There's no one it's not like there's f- ten spots mm-hmm. and you don't fit whatever right. demo we need for our New York. We have our New York comics, we have our LA comics, you don't fit in any of the demos. You can just straight to the people, you bypass all that. Mm-hmm. Also, those people who knight you. That doesn't do jack shit anymore. I know. They can't even offer eyeballs. <laughs> they're pretending like they're this um, huge catalyst and gatekeeper. Yeah. You, go, you get no views. I know. When when people tweet like, happy to announce that I'm represented by this agency now, I think like... I Oh my I God, that's so funny that you say you. that. Did when someone you know just do that or something? No, it's just something that I always pick up on too. Just you know, on Facebook and social media, yeah. there's always some person... That's like, and it's some company you've never even heard of. Like, I just signed with uh, a new manager, Excalibur Entertainment. Excited, <laughs> and in my mind, I'm like, if you're bragging yeah. about, if you're posting about the new management you're with, mm-hmm. it's not gonna work out. <laughs> I could save right. you a lot of time yes, right now. It's not gonna pan out yeah. the way you want it to. Yeah, you have to get to a certain jaded point to realize that, though, because I remember, and this is like very inside baseball, but I remember like. You know, when I got my first agent, just being like, here, here we comes, go. Here it comes. You know, um, I don't know. I had um, Asif Ali. Oh, Asif. Yeah. Asif. I'm like, it's a tough God one. I damn know. vowels. Asif Ali or Asif Ali? I say Asif Ali. Okay. I had him on my show 2018. Um, he was in, he and you were in Goatface. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. And then, it was wait, amazing. I'm going to cut you off. Please. How rude. No, I enjoy you. it. <laughs> okay. Um, was there a TV show made from that? Or was there a pilot? Or I feel like yeah. there were like clips online and then did you guys have a show as well? 
so it was a one hour sketch special okay. for Comedy Central. So Goatface was a sketch group consisting of me, Hassan Minhaj, uh, Aristotle, Atari, mm-hmm. who's on SN- who was on SNL, um, Asif, Ali. So we're four friends that we've, we've known each other for a long time in LA before anybody was anybody. And we would just do sketches on YouTube. And we did that for a while, tried to get something off the ground, just wasn't happening, just timing, you know, mm-hmm. and just where we are as a nation and stuff just didn't work out. Even though we're really funny guys, it's just, it's hard to do something that long and keep it together without people kind of finding their own. How do you mean where we are as a nation? I think Trump hadn't happened yet. And I think four brown dudes, <laughs> just Middle Eastern, South Asian backgrounds would sketch. It's just, there was, people couldn't see it. Mm-hmm. Um and it was frustrating because we would do regular sketch too. We have regular American sensibilities. Mm-hmm. We weren't just doing all, um, you know, tropes. Right. So we we did it. We had to go at it. Very proud of some of the work we did on YouTube. And then people get busy. I think Asif got some acting thing. Then Hassan got Daily Show. And so that that kind of evaporated. And then while Hassan was doing Daily Show, I think... He had dinner with Kent or something. They wanted to do something with him. And then he was like, what about Goatface? So just kind of from the grave, mm-hmm. I'm walking to the comedy store one one night. It's so weird about this business. You can push, 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 and just try to will things into existence. And the universe is like, fuck you. Yeah. No. Even though you've put every every fiber in your body into a packet and a deck and mm-hmm. all this shit. And the universe just says no. And then sometimes the greatest things just come from the heavens with you doing nothing. So I'm walking up to the comedy store and, and Huston's manager at the time is like, Oh, they want to do goat face. I go, what? Like, Oh yeah. Comedy central. They want to do, they want to do goat face. They want to do like a one hour sketch special. I go, Oh, that's awesome. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. And I'm the head writer on it. I, I generally write all the sketches or most of them. Um, so we got to do we got to we got the band back together and we got to do what we do on YouTube but on a large product having a budget right having a high production value it's very it's awesome because I love my two favorite things are stand up and sketch mm-hmm. if I could just do stand up and sketch and dancing and dancing but that's for, that's for the love <laughs> yeah right <laughs> yeah that's uh, pro bono I have to ask about okay the vowels Hassan oh, yeah Hassan. We're a, we're say, a tough group. It, we're say a, it again. Hassan. Hassan. It's tricky, I know though, that... because for the longest time, I was calling Hassan, mm-hmm. and he would accept that. I blame Hassan for this. Okay. He was allowing Hassan for too long. It's Hassan. And then, and then he switched it. Then okay. he flipped it on us. He yeah, because I saw it. Hassan. 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 Like, hussy. Yes. That, that's a good way to Hassan. remember it. Okay. I'm because... glad you said it and not me. <laughs> I mean, that would have been in hot water. Hassan. Um, yeah, I saw an interview with him where he corrected, but like, in a very funny, jovial yeah, way, yeah. like corrected. Okay, so whereas he, I'm, I'm so chill. I'm like Anwar, Anwar, yeah. whatever the fuck you want to call right. me. Um, he's been in the news lately. Yeah, but why? I forget why. It was the oh, the New Yorker did an article saying that he was sort of like uh, making up everything, yes, his jokes. and yeah. I mean, my assessment of it is, it, it seemed like they had a slant on it they had an angle from the jump mm-hmm. especially with his rebuttal video that he that he put out where he like showed receipts yeah because right? he recorded the whole interview and you can see where they kind of cherry-picked statements and cut mm-hmm. out context so the article made it seem i think made him seem way 
made him seem like a sociopath or something, honestly, or psychopath, whichever one it is. I think the biggest, because there was like three issues. There was the girl, you know, the, prom the prom story, right. and then there was So his the, special uh, is called Emotional Truth, and the article... No, 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 no. The, uh, that's the thing they cherry-picked from it, like the... the Oh, it's called um, Jester King's Jester. Oh, okay. Right? I believe yeah. That, okay. The new one's called King's. Jester. I see. The re- I guess the reason I'm thinking emotional truth is because he that was, was the sound bite. Yeah, they were he like, was How saying... do you feel about this? And he's like, the emotional truth of my standup is right. what matters more right. than. And I think uh, he was referencing just sort of like the two different brands of Hassan, like when he does Daily Show and Patriot Act and all that. It's so factual and fact check and run through so many mm. people because it's political and news and all that and he goes when i do my live shows the emotional truth is a little more what matters so yeah there's three things i think in that piece that that like uh, uh well there were talking points it was the prom story mm-hmm. and then what was the other one it was uh like a friend's mom oh no something? no it was uh well that was part of the oh, prom, prom story one, yeah the second one was the FBI guy, and then oh, yeah. the third one was the anthrax on the baby. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think the most unflattering one from the piece was the prom story, because they made it seem like it didn't happen, mm-hmm. or he wasn't kind of a victim of racism, or had nothing to do with it. And then he also, they made it sound like he invited her to the show mm-hmm. to just like humiliate her at the show. And then also like doxed her where people knew who she was mm. and then and then like had no remorse or something. So that mm-hmm. was like the big the big one. And his rebuttal was pretty good at just proving that because the email says like I'm I heard a lot of great things about you. My friend went there. I'm gonna come to your show. I can't wait to see it. So it was like her right. wanting to go herself. And then also I guess the the mom it didn't happen the day of because mm-hmm. like in his show he said, like, he's on the doorstep and he's about to take her. And then the mom was like, oh, we have friends back home. We don't want, like, a brown boy in the picture. Yeah. And I guess it didn't happen day of. Like, she told him that four days before. Which, to me, that's like a wash. It's like, oh, she, she didn't call me a towel head the day of. She called <laughs> me a towel head four days prior. Well, then how can I trust anything <laughs> you say? Um, do you feel like you've experienced a lot of racism? Not really. I mean, not overt. Um, I'm, but I'm kind of racially ambiguous, so I think I'm lucky. Like, no one really knows what I am. Mm. I, I mean, one time I was doing after a stand-up show. I was like somewhere, somewhere in Texas. I forgot where. Some guy afterwards, he's giving me a compliment, but it was like kind of fucked up. He's like, "Hey man, hey man, you're 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 super funny, even though you're a Jew." <laughs> and like, I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like. I don't want to correct him right. on the race. Like, I don't want to help him hone his racism. Yeah. He's giving me a compliment. But that then, doesn't feel like a compliment. It, well, okay. So, that's so funny. I'm so damaged where I'm like, you think I'm funny? <laughs> you think I'm funny, guy who hates Jews? <laughs> I mean, well, he's still saying you're funny. <laughs> I know, but it's just, it just sort of tainted the compliment. Yeah. Like, okay, this guy's a nutcase. I mean, it's similar to like, you're funny even though you're a woman. Yes, same shit. Yeah. Although, what's the premise there? That Jews are known for not being funny? Like, well, that's quite lot, the opposite. Right. There's a lot going wrong with I him. I think he just really wanted to signal how anti-Semitic he is. Yes. Um, but I mean, I say that story just to show you that people don't know what I am. Right. So, like one, once or twice a year, 
Mexican people just start speaking Spanish to me. I'll be at a crosswalk mm-hmm. and they start speaking Spanish or something. And then I'm like, ah, oh, I'm sorry. And then, and then they get upset at me where I'm like, you, you did this. <laughs> you, <laughs> right. you made it weird. Not, yeah. I was fine. I was right. just chilling at a crosswalk and right. you just broke into Spanish and I didn't know anything. Why am I the bad guy? <laughs> so people think I'm, some people think I'm Italian. Some people think I'm, Persians, so, so I'm kind of racially ambiguous. So. Yeah, I feel like you're believable as all these. You I would guess. be. You could play all these. things. Sure, that's what I tell my agents. I go tell them I could be anything. Oh, did you just sign with an agency? Yeah, Excalibur Entertainment. <laughs> oh I'm my very, god, here well, it on, comes on the pod, <laughs> guys! Very excited to announce I'm now with Excalibur. Enter- like all my posts are just my new reps. Uh, I never book any jobs. <laughs> I just lily pad from like mm-hmm. one company that can't do right. anything for me to another, <laughs> just with more absurd names. So, yeah, my racial experience, I don't think is indicative of someone who maybe reads a little more mm-hmm. uh, Asif <laughs> or Hassan. Right. Yeah. And then I guess Aristotle kind of. He's half empty. Greek, half uh, Persian. Mm-hmm. So he's somewhere in the middle. But I will say, you know, I don't have people yelling at things, yelling things at me th- from a moving truck and all that. But I think just the business we're in, I do think there is this indirect uh not i don't know what how to maybe there's blind spots in the mm-hmm. industry because with my own stand up i just do things that i think are funny i just do whatever just observational stuff that like a white person would do even just but because my name is Fahim Anwar mm-hmm. i think like they don't want to hear that from this vessel like they'll get that from a white guy and what they want from me is if i'm talking about afghanistan all the time or if i'm talking about muslim stuff Mm. or because people just like putting they like easy labels and boxes right so i think the type of comedy i do through my vessel Mm -hmm. is harder in hollywood when you observational yeah comedy yes yes just like every every, everything you know like whatever you think is funny when you say they want you to do this um are you talking about the audience or are you talking about no, I think gatekeepers. like gatekeepers. Yeah. And that's why it's shifting now where it's becoming less relevant and important. Mm-hmm. And even just me putting my stuff up digitally in the last right. couple of years, like maybe like since the pandemic, mm-hmm. I've seen so much happen in terms of like ticket sales and just people like funny. Right. And for the longest time, I think the gatekeepers just looked at demos and they looked at. Uh, like, have you been advised to like lean into this or that? Because I feel like you hear about that story all the time. Like, like, do this more. Yeah. No, but it's subtext, you know? Mm. You kind of see, like, who gets what. They go, okay, this is the gay demo. This Mm. is uh, the black demo. This is the relatable white guy demo. And so it's it's on a spectrum, kind of. Right. And if you are a little more ambiguous and you just, like, make a room full of people laugh, but you don't quite – not quite a slam dunk on paper in terms of right. metrics. Mm-hmm. They're less inclined to give you that slot yeah. that used to be on Comedy Central or Netflix. Right. Yeah. So right. I think it, it's been harder in that regard. And also, I think if I if I had just had like an office place comedy or something, that would be a harder sell than like it's about my I'm trying to come from Pakistan. You know, I'm trying to come mm-hmm. from over the border, and my right. mom we're in a refugee camp. Like there is this window shopping or this amsterdam Mm -hmm. red light strife just watching it from afar it's very wait what does amsterdam red light strife mean you just sort of like watching people minorities strife from a safe distance when you say amsterdam red light do you mean like voyeuristic yeah yeah voyeuristic right i mean i had this one sketch where i was 
I'm pitching this. I have this pitch meeting, and I'm like, yeah. So it's a office play. It's a workplace comedy, and they go, and you, and you're like, you know, torn between east and west. <laughs> and I'm like, no, nah, I'm just like, you know, I was born here, and yeah, but you're like, you're having a hard time kind of reconciling your faith, and, oh, um, God. They, and I'm like, no, no, I'm just, you know, I have friends, and I work in the cubicle, and uh, he's like, yeah, um, yeah, we we get that from a white guy, though. <laughs> and I go, yeah, I, I guess you could, but I feel like I've unique experiences and that are unique to me and he's like yeah 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 um yeah we'll let you know if uh you know something uh, you know we'll get back to you i go i i, I could be i could uh, i could be a refugee he's like oh yeah you can <laughs> he starts getting really into it he's like yeah i go yeah 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 uh and, and and then like my mom could be in like a killing field we could do like a flashback and and then like i'm like no and then like they're beating her up and then they shoot her and like i lose my mom he's like oh yeah and he's unbuttoning his pants and he's like oh, oh fuck yeah. Oh, yeah we could go with something like that yeah yeah like dan get in here and this other agent comes in or the, you know he's like what is it he's like all right t- tell him what i told or tell him what you told me he's like yeah i'm, I'm a refugee and the other guy starts lowering his pants he's like oh yeah fuck yeah <laughs> so it's just this whole thing about like oh that's the sexy thing mm-hmm. that's like yeah. the award right yeah like enjoying yes i hear what you're there's, saying there's, about yeah there's the i think there's phases of races in hollywood where first you have to do first you're the trope mm-hmm you're like Raj, the guy who can't fuck in college. You know what I mean? That's like the I first stage. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you're in like Van Wilder yes. or something. Right. You're just sort of something you're embarrassed about when you flash back however mm-hmm. many years later. Right. So that's the first entry point into Hollywood. Then the next phase is a more nuanced take of the experience mm-hmm. where uh, it's like Mo or Rami or these type of shows mm-hmm. that are, they're great, you know? And I think we're not in this next phase where we're just allowed to be American. Right. It's and that's of, where I, that's where I've always been mm-hmm. and where I want to be. But I, I just don't think we're there yet or we're getting closer to there, but we had to go through these phases first. Yeah. Yeah. Right. It's sort of like you see that, like, can someone just on a, a sitcom just be gay, but their whole character isn't about being gay? Yes. Um, or like, you know, my last name is Rosin, Rosen. Uh, I was, this is an insane story that I've told before and it's hard to believe and uh, that's just the path I have to, that's just my cross to bear. Um, I did not know I was Jewish until I was in my early 20s. That's a long way to go. Yeah. Um, and it never quite made sense. It's, it, it's, a long, it's a long story. But anyway, so hence I was raised celebrating the Christian holidays, but but like basically an atheist, just mm-hmm. like no religion, no belief in anything and celebrating Christian holidays and having a life of people being like, you're Jewish, right? And me going, no. And then it's like, I need to circle back and be like, okay, so you were right. <laughs> and my dad lied to me. <laughs> but um, I found myself in entertainment in these situations where you know people want me to like really jew it up mm. and i don't mean like like an anti-semitic stereotype or anything but just this expectation like on a podcast say that i am going to know all the references and like you know jews love this and, <laughs> da, da, da. and it's like i try to play along but like i just don't have that base of knowledge um so Anyway, it just uh, it just reminds me of you feeling like, yeah, I'm from Seattle. <laughs> yes, yeah, uh, yeah. I grew up in the Pacific Northwest. I grew up with The Simpsons, SNL, and so I'm just as American as 
right. everybody else in my observations, my life experience is I want to joke about these things. So it's frustrating when like that's not rewarded as much mm-hmm. as, uh, you know, my Afghan dad and blah, blah, blah. And what would even be the like East meets West version office, of that? office oh. comedy? Because like I'm sure it could be done well, but I see it just being done in like the most like cringy way. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just uh, if that is your language, that is the way your comedy brain works and that's the way ideas come to you, fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it just sucks that if you're not that, that you're kind of a little bit at a more disadvantage. Right. Yeah, currently. Maybe, right. it's, maybe it's changing. Um, do you happen to have a Just Me or Everyone? Ooh, oh yeah, yeah. okay. So okay. Refresh, oh, hang on. refresh me There's on- There's a great uh, song. Um, just Me or Everyone is something that you think or do, and you're like, is it just me or is it everyone? Okay. So for example, well, I'm trying to think of what a recent one is that someone sent in. Oh, whenever they see the washing machines like spinning, they think to themselves, is my phone in there? Ooh. It's things like that. <sighs> okay. Sometimes I ponder on something or everyone now if you need a moment i do have some that listeners have sent in let's do that i have one but i'm trying to beat it in my mind okay yeah you workshop it yeah okay uh every time i walk on the grass anywhere i have a fear of stepping in dog crap just me or everyone i have that you do yeah i think i feel like i could be i should be more cognizant of it now you have it. It's like the ring. Like this is your yeah. uh, uh, affliction now. Exactly. Do you have this too? Um, kind of, but as we've talked, not barefoot too often. Yeah. Don't like being barefoot. Oh, it's Tony. barefoot? Oh, no. I, I didn't assume it was barefoot. Oh, I, I thought, thought, I thought, I thought, I thought it was you shoes. said barefoot. Sorry. I, I just Every time I walk up? on the grass anywhere, I hear oh, a fear. I don't know why I heard stepping. barefoot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's your worst nightmare, so yeah. that's, that's yeah, why. Yeah. So you do have. <laughs> <laughs> I have a story about dog poop. So... Um, 2015, we went back east for Christmas and we stayed with Daniel's aunt at her like house in Connecticut. And there were, we had our dog with us and there were a few other, a few dogs, other dogs as well. And we, we like took her out. They had like a, a lot of, it was like a big, like, I don't know, maybe like an acre or like a lot of lawn and a lot of space. And so we went out and Wendy, my dog pooped. And I went to get a bag and she's like, oh, you don't have to clean that up. I was like, great. And then <laughs> Wendy pooped another time. Now, what would you do if if the dog pooped another time, maybe closer to the walkway? Hmm. The answer is you would also not clean it up because you've been told you don't need to clean it up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, that, that's what I did. I was like, okay, great. We don't clean up dog crap here. It's so easy. And then we all went outside to take a group photo. <laughs> and I just heard this like, oh, no. <laughs> and it was Daniel's cousin just sliding, <laughs> sliding on a giant thing of dog poop. And I didn't say anything. Who done it? I was just like, what's over there? Yeah. And I think it was very obvious also because like, I think the unspoken rule of dog poop in Connecticut is if it's far away, uh, then it's okay. And if it's close up, I, I didn't know, know. The rules. no one told me. <laughs> It'd be great if after that happened, you just immediately go, we'll never know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I still think wow, about it. Who did it. We'll never know. <laughs> Eight years ago. And I, I, st- <laughs> and I, it's not my, 
not my finest moment, but at the same time, I feel like oftentimes I'm the person who will come out of a public restroom and be like, just so you know, it wasn't me, like even mm. though it, when it wasn't. And then they always think it is you. So I feel like sometimes I do some over-explaining. Yeah. You're I didn't that time. This is, yeah. this is a tangent, but I mean, it's getting my thought going there. Sometimes I'll come out of, everyone's come out of a restaurant or like a gas station where it's like there's a turd in there, a turd in the bowl, mm. or there's like, you know, pee. Sure. Sometimes that happens at a fancy restaurant. Mm. And I think that's interesting where I go, oh, okay, there's like crazy people. Yeah. At all, Everywhere. At all classes. Mm-hmm. Because you just think it's a poor person thing. Like, okay, some guy at Chipotle did that. Right. Or some guy at this 76 station right. did this. Right, yeah, where but there's like graffiti I've, I've been at, a, at a steakhouse where there's like a turd in the bowl. They go, one of these CEOs right. is fucked up. But do you think- They're like Dexter. That's what Dexter did, right? That was his dark that passenger. Was his thing. Yeah, it was a dark <laughs> turd. <laughs> so that was, that was doo-doo that he was mm. pushing overboard. Right. But do you think- I mean, let's really drill down into Please. this. The CEO that leaves a turd in the bowl at like. At Mastro's? I was thinking Morton's or Mastro's. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's Because that's Black Angus behavior. Right. right. This is Red Lobster <laughs> behavior. Yeah. Is, is he just forgetting to flush? Is he How do you doing it that? on purpose? How or is it, is, it a, is it an unflushable turd? Oh, that's a curveball. No, I think it's flushable. Okay. Because look. I'm I'm flushing it. I can flush it if it's the only I see. Yeah. yeah, he's leaving his dirty I would work know. for you. Okay, it's seared something in my head. Mm-hmm. If I saw an unflushable turd, yeah, <laughs> I would know. Right. How it's often? Do you, how often Molly do you? Brown. Yeah. How often do you see an unflushable turd? Rarely. I think it's yeah. It's, it's like a power maybe move. Once it's always twice a power move. A it's a message. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're right. He's I'm like the to... rules don't apply to me. You mm-hmm. think I got to where I got by flushing turds? Right, <laughs> right. That's for other people. That's for, that's for my underlings. Mm-hmm. He's he, the time he saved not flushing his turd. He just made five hundred k. Yeah, and that's why we're it's here. That's why we're here, and he's there. Right, right. Yeah, but like, if you have your choice of stalls, and there's an, a turd in one, mm-hmm. and not turds and the others aren't you opting for a wait a minute i have stall? a question about male restrooms yeah. men's rooms is what they call them how yeah. many stalls are there usually eh, one to three right yeah i mean it just depends on the place if it's an airport it's a real curveball because yeah. <laughs> what is it have you guys been in women's rooms before no okay um there's usually a lot of like stalls? a bank of them yeah yeah and i'm just thinking are they minimizing the stalls in the men's room oh for sure yeah we for maximum urinals yeah you only need i would say most bathrooms are one to three stalls correct yeah probably yeah i I assume they're probably the same bathroom probably the same size as the women's but Uh then just like cut the like where cut the toilets in half and make half of them urinals you know what i find interesting as a Mm -hmm. bathroom setup is when there's there's a door and there's just one toilet and a urinal Right. Oh, that yeah, one's odd. Just, ha- just have a toilet. Yeah. Because that would be funny, I think, <laughs> like if I'm taking a shit in this this toilet and I leave the door open and when a guy comes in, I go, no, the, the urinal's, yeah. it's all good. Yeah. It's all good. There's a urinal here, dude. And I'm just like farting and he's peeing. Mm-hmm. You know, this, is, this, is what, this is why they configured it this way, right? <laughs> it does. <laughs> no, I didn't want to lock it because I, I was just taking a shit. It is weird because I, have, I haven't walked in on someone taking a shit, but I've walked in on the guy using the ear that didn't lock the door. I'm like, so are, you just want me to? Go yeah ahead. what are the Is rules what? yeah it's weird 
I, so I mean, what do that'd you, be hilarious. What did you do? Experiment. I usually just turn around and wait. Yeah. That seems right. Uh, if just <laughs> take the urinal away, have one toilet. Yeah. Right. Or yeah. Or take the toilet out and stick it in a stall nearby. Yeah. I mean, that's going to involve more. If you're going to have to permit. You know what's luxurious? I love some places. Only high-end places have this. Turds in the toilet? No, that's true. But that's an unintended. Yeah. I don't want that. No. Yeah. It's not by design. The the ceiling to floor stall. It's like a wee work. Oh. It's like a wee work of shitting. It's awesome. Yeah. That's it's like. a cubicle. That's like no high-end department store. You can meditate. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. The Andes on uh, Sunset has that. I haven't been Floor there. Floor to ceiling door. No gaps. You're not making eye contact with anyone. Right. That's the kind of place where like there's actual washcloths, a big tray oh of actual wa- washcloths. Well, doesn't that blow out. your mind? You're washing yeah. your hands. And then you're throwing it in something that looks like Some a trash basket. can. Yeah. Yeah. It's like Even a, in someone's a house wicker. and they have that, you go, okay. Oh, I haven't. Have you? I have. Like they're doing, they're doing. Hoity toity. cloth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. But do you have a just mirror, everyone? Uh, I have it less so nowadays, but I used to have it more. This thought where I'm driving on the road and whenever someone throws their cigarette out on the freeway, that I would drive over it and my car would explode. Oh, that's a perfect one. <laughs> I mean, I've never had that, but that is <laughs> such a good Maybe I was watching too many everyone. action movies at the yeah. time. But uh, yeah, I'd always see the butt of a cigarette just fly out the window right. and just kind of dance around on the, fr- the freeway. Yeah. And if I drove over it, my car would explode and Michael Bay would be very happy. <laughs> That is a really good one. And that's and I've been doing this for years and that's never come up. Kudos. Mm, thanks. Thank you. Do you have And I was um, on the fence about that one. Do you have a hey go fuck yourself? Hey go fuck yourself. This is where you tell someone to go fuck themselves. Or something. Some one or thing. Anything that's been working your nerves lately. Hmm. All right, a bit of a saga. I love a saga. Yeah. Okay. Where do I start? So I, I was doing the Houston improv. Mm-hmm. So I booked, I, I was going to book an Airbnb, but then it was slightly more expensive than getting this hotel. And it was, it was like a 3.9 rating. I go, ah, that's close to four. That's fine. I've gotten a Holiday Inn before or a Marriott, Courtyard Marriott. It's like four. Yeah. Those are fine. They're like three-star hotels. So I book it. Just the whole experience was not great. But I wasn't going to say anything because like, who, who, like, whatever. But enough things compounded where, mm-hmm. where I, I did. So... First thing, I get there like 1 a.m. I get in late. I fly in late. So I get there 1, 1 2 a.m. They give me my key cards. I go up to the fifth floor. I open up the door. And it's locked from the inside. You know the latch? Yeah. That metal latch? Oh, so you can open it a crack, but you can't get in? I can't get in. That Weird. Means I don't even, I don't even there, know. Right? I don't even know. Yeah. There's just like a murder. I don't even know physically how this right. happens. Yeah. And it's frustrating because I'm almost in the room. Mm-hmm. But this fucking mechanical latch, the, how does this even happen? Right. So that's annoying. I'm like, okay. So, so you have I, to go all the way back. I go all the way back down. And I go, yeah, I tried to open the door, but the metal latch is closed. So the door only opens two inches. <clears throat> She's like, huh, that's weird. I don't know. Okay. I'm going to put you in this room. And I'm like, okay. Get the key card. I go into the room. That's, that's my room. Mm-hmm. All right. I sleep. I wake up around noon the next day. Tons of bang and just gun, 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 oh, gun, like gun, construction. Gun, gun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And just rolls and rolls of carpet on my floor. And there's construction guys. It smells like carpet. Mm-hmm. There's just so many rolls of carpet. They're uprooting. The carpet guys are going up and down the elevator. One of the elevators is out of commission. So mm-hmm. one of the elevators you can't right. even use. So we're already short of elevators. Mm-hmm. And now we've got like carpet guys who are great, I'm sure. 
But uh, shouldn't it be more of like a coordinated effort, maybe at a certain non-busy time? Or usually you kind of block off a floor. Mm -hmm. You don't have it in the midst of operation, this much carpet construction. Right. So the sound with the banging, the fumes of the carpet, all these rolls competing with the elevator with these uh, construction guys. Not great. Mm. Whatever. Still say nothing. Oh, yeah. My, I do do shower. Take a shower. The fo- When you press, when you like pull up the little thing. To make it go from to, the. To, from the bottom to the yeah, top. Yeah, from the tub to the shower. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's fucked up where no matter what you do, it's still spraying from the bottom. Oh. So I'm getting like a half. And then the, the water is filling up around my feet. So oh, it's that's... a race against time <laughs> to just feel. Less, as less yeah. gross as possible. Right, right. With this foot pond action. <laughs> and maybe it'll overflow. Mm-hmm. So less than ideal shower yeah, situation. Right. St- still say nothing. So then yeah, I do my show. I come back. Key card doesn't work. No. For some reason. So I got to come back down. And I'm like, yeah, it stopped working. They redo the card. Okay. Okay. So I go up. Mm-hmm. Next day. Key, I go to get ice. I leave my room. I come. Key card doesn't work again. I go back down. What the fuck? And the thing is, it wasn't the magnetization shit because mm-hmm. these were like fresh. Oh, did they try these to were, tell you? Yeah, it yeah, yeah. Was. These were fresh key cards, uh-huh. so I don't even know how this happens. Yeah. So they give me new key cards. This is the second time. Mm-hmm. And then after that, I'm like, okay, this is a lot of stuff. So this is a Holiday Inn, you said. Should I even? Oh, sorry, you I haven't said. You don't have to. to say. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I really should throw my. Well, this is me being a nice guy, I guess. Because uh, so normally I wouldn't say anything, but I'm go. Okay, they should just as a business owner, they should kind of know what's going yeah. on. Just maybe on the user end experience. I'm not, I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus. Mm-hmm. I just want people to be aware of the workflow or what's going on. So then I asked the front desk, I go, this is so long. I'm so sorry. That's this okay. Such a fucking... No, um, we're, in, we're, in, we're invested <laughs> yeah, in the yeah, story. Yeah, like Dune. This is a three-part <laughs> for my hotel story. So I go, is the manager, uh, could I just talk to the manager? Like, who, Okay, I, who, Karen. I know. I go, who could I talk to? But I was in a very pleasant way because yeah, I know it's not their fault, these right. people at the front desk. Yeah. I just want people to be aware yeah. of the business. <laughs> so this is like talking about such a Karen. I don't, I don't know if you're aware. <laughs> So they go, yeah, he's not in right now. But if you email this person, um, like they can take, I go, okay. So this person, if I email them, they go, yeah, yeah, yeah. So everything I told you, I send an email. Mm-hmm. I'm a comedian, okay? I have a lot of time. I have a lot, <laughs> a lot of time on my hands. So I just detail. And I'm not angry or anything. I'm just right, detailing. Right. I'm just like, oh, this is the experience I had on my end. I don't know if this is typical. <laughs> just usually people don't do this much carpet stuff at a hotel. Like had I known, I probably would have stayed somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Just between the fumes and like... The elevator stuff and all the sound. It was hard to get key work card done. Too. Key card. Yeah, I mentioned everything. 12 days go by. No response mm. from the supposed manager. I just I just thought about it today. I'm like, oh, they still haven't contacted me. I go to my Gmail. I go, how long has it been? Oh, it's yeah. been 12 days. So I don't like that now. No, I don't like that either. Because I expect this from maybe the you know day-to-day people who aren't as invested. But if you are a management right. person, you should be so quick to put out these fires. So yeah. now... I'm just upset as a business professional. Mm. I just like people who do their job and, yeah. and take pride in their job. Right. And 12 days from a manager managerial position is like unheard of. Is, is he for sure a manager and not just like... We'll say, uh, you know, I'll say she. 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 I made so, it. Yeah, yeah. So then, all right. I was going to do nothing, but then I go, okay, I don't like this. This is just stacking up. Oh, I'm is it getting time bothered. for the Yelp review? No. Trip so how do I contact these people, right? So 
find the the hotel conglomerate on I, I'm, a, I'm a psychopath now huh no you're not so, 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 this is i i so, am so look i love justice yeah th- okay because here's the thing i don't want to leave a bad i could flame him on yelp yeah. but i don't want to i don't want to add to the google review right i want to do it internally yeah i just want to let them know internally so i'm a favor i didn't flame them on yelp i didn't flame them on google i just want them to be aware <laughs> so, so you called no i mean i there was no number there was no oh. number to call or maybe there was, but I just I like email. So there was no email, but I found them on Instagram. I, I messaged them and I go, hey, blah, blah, blah. This is what happened. I contacted the manager. I put the manager's email in there. Mm-hmm. Accountability. Yeah. I go, it's been 12 days. This is the email I sent. Um, Just wondering, blah, blah, blah. And they go, oh, we're so sorry, blah, blah, blah. We can give you these points or whatever. And then that lady, she sends me an email today. Oh. She goes, oh, sorry. Like I've been uh busy with family stuff and uh, we've been able to do this, this, and I haven't responded. But in my mind, I go, "Don't you think it's interesting that you respond to me when you, minutes after right. I reach out to corporate?" I'm huh. sure that's why she responded. No shit. Yeah. <laughs> well, you, yeah. So that's my something we have to say to them. Hey, hey, hey! Go fuck yourself. Oh, that feels good. Off air, harmonized please. like that. You have to tell me off air who it was. Oh, the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. Um. All right, so there's a new segment. I haven't decided what this is going to be yet. And you'd think I'd decide that before attempting to do it on the show, but I'm going to make you a bit of a guinea pig. Ooh, please. I have been thinking like I want to start, it might be a Patreon thing. Oh, I'm on Patreon, patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. I want to start like a, like a, I don't know if it would be like a shopping podcast or like a product recommendation podcast or something. So I just want to get like a few product recommendations from you things you like so let's just go through your day we know you get up oh yeah you go to the diner uh some days but yeah. some days i do breakfast okay now yeah. if you're gonna do breakfast at home what kind of things are you into okay all right there's two ways i go sometimes i'll do scrambled eggs mm-hmm. and then i have an air fryer i preach the air fryer i have a ninja foodie okay i throw tater tots in there that's my potato Hot tater tots, crispy, seven minutes. Can't be beat. So you are all about the air fryer. Air fryer. Love it. Do you, What else do you do in your air fryer? Uh, I mean, let's see. So many things. Uh, I'll do asparagus in there. I'll do salmon. I'll do chicken. I'll do steak. So here's the thing. People hear steak and they think I'm, a, I'm like a monster. I do a reverse sear. So I get it up to temperature in the air fryer and then I finish on a cast iron skillet. Fancy. Yeah. So like four or five minutes in the air fryer, finish it in the skillet. Okay. So I'm not doing a full steak in the air fryer. I'm not I'm not crazy. Right. So you're kind of like an um an epicurean. What is that? It's someone who's like gourmet and into food and stuff. Eh, I mean two methods of cooking. It's not fancy. That, well it's just faster than popping yeah. in the oven and right. um Yeah. But sometimes I'll just do a breakfast burrito. Mm-hmm. These are the best breakfast burritos for some reason. They're these red it's called Red's Chicken Chorizo Breakfast Burrito. Mm-hmm. I look like just um, is it like a frozen thing. Yeah, I get so many from Vons. Okay, is I, I is Vons your grocery store of choice? <sighs> I I mean, if they if they had enough checkout stands, I would go there all the time. But they only have two, and it's like a Splash Mountain line every time. <laughs> and I don't, I value my time yeah. more than being. So I'll go Gelson's. Okay, because I'm oh. a single dude. I'm only getting little knickknacks here and right. there. Yeah, I don't need. I'll pay the extra money mm-hmm. to be out of there. Right. So Gelson's more so. Got it. But 
Vons has these breakfast burritos. So I'll suck it up for that. Yeah, that's the worst. It's truly the worst thing any human has experienced. Lines. When, <laughs> yes, but no, what I was like the one at Taj Mahal, if you want to do comedy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, what I was going to say is when you're like, the thing I want from the grocery store, well, that one's only at this grocery store, but I want to go to this grocery store to get the other stuff. And it's just like, you got it. It's a real Sophie's choice. Oh, on that, let yeah. me just tell you this. So there was a family gathering um, at my aunt's place mm-hmm. in like Laguna Woods. My cousin goes out to get pizza. So he comes back with pizza. He comes back with pizza from Domino's and Pizza Hut. What is happening? <laughs> That's like getting hired at Google Move. You know what I mean? Yeah. It blew my mind. Wait, he went he went to Domino's and he that, went how, to Pizza Hut. How's that like getting hired at Google? <laughs> Just that sort of outside the box thinking. Oh, I see. That he yes. went to two separate he, pizza he's places. He's a disruptor. He's a disruptor. Yeah. You can do that. But why did he do that? He wanted variety. And also, he, he just sees pizza the world in a different way. <laughs> huh? And Pizza Hut's the worst, too. Still, just yeah. the act right. of going yeah, to that? two. <laughs> yeah. You could bang out all your pizza at one place. Yeah. Right. Just the dedication to yeah. go to another. Everyone else is thinking, why would you do that? Right. But then when it's presented to you, mm-hmm. he's changing, you go, this he's is amazing. <laughs> I, gar- I, I had one from each. You have to. <laughs> Which did you like better? Uh, I like the Domino's. Yeah. yeah. I think Domino's is sincerely gotten a lot better in the last several years i love how they own up to it they go our yeah. pizza was dog yeah. shit <laughs> we're sorry about the last 40 years guys their whole advertising campaign was like we're sorry for shoveling that shit in your mouth guys <laughs> we've changed we, yeah we've, we've done heard. the work we're putting real ingredients into it now <laughs> um okay let's go back though to your you you're waking up in your bed yeah. any special sheets or pajamas or i'll do a thousand thread count or more I've I've dabbled with jersey sheets. Okay. I don't like the feeling. On That's my like skin. sleeping on a t-shirt, right? I don't like it. Okay. Yeah, I hate it. It needs to be. I need threads. I need, need literal threads. threads. A thousand and up. For real? Maybe eight hundred. I can get away That's with eight hundred. I can get away with eight hundred. Is it a percale, an Egyptian cotton? Yeah, Do whatever. You even know? Whatever is it? Home goods. Okay. What color are your sheets? Like blue, like a dark blue, or yeah, like that, or mm-hmm. a gray. What else? I'll do a pour over coffee. But yeah. no, I'm not hipster. I'm not weighing it. I'm not roasting my own beans. Are you, you know, taking the temperature? I'm not even doing that. Okay. Just, uh, I don't even know if it's pour over. What is, is it called? Mulata or something? That little like container and it has that filter. You know what I'm talking about? The mocha? Nah, well, there's it's a brand of Melita. Melita, yes, yes. Is that pour over? You, uh, well, are What's you a, pouring hot water? Yeah, into, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pour over. So the reason I use that mm-hmm. is because I'm only drinking one cup, so I'm not doing this giant French press, right? And then you have to clean the French press. Mm-hmm. This has a filter. I put the beans. Is it the I, gold filter? I think I had one. Yeah, of these. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or it's paper. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. You put a filter in. You, you put mean. a paper filter okay. in. I put the grounds in there. Mm-hmm. I pour water over it. And then when it's done, I just throw it in the trash. Yeah. And then I rinse the thing off. Clean up's a breeze. Right. It's easy. It's the best way to make coffee. What? Whoops. Um, <laughs> I, I got so excited that I knocked his mic. And what kind of coffee grounds? I'll do Boyd's French Press. I don't even know Boyd's. Gelson. Oh, Boyd's is good. Because it's Gelson's. That's why. It's Gelson's thing. Gelson's has Lavasa. Have you? No. Oh, yeah. Illy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Illy is the one. That okay. It's expen- and it's pretty good. But Boyd's is, that's new. Okay. All right. You've had your burrito or your whatever. Uh-huh. Now what's next? All right. Whatever I have fixed to ingest, mm-hmm. I have my coffee. I put a little sugar in there. Okay. No cream. 
Then I will take it over to my coffee table. It's time to watch some something while I eat. Is your coffee table from like Crate and Barrel or Pottery Barn it or from? It's CB2? From West Elm. West, yeah, that one. Oh my God. I'm surprised I got it. Got it. <laughs> I was just naming furniture stores. Well, I'm bad at that stuff. So for the longest time, I have this townhouse in Tarzana that, mm-hmm. I, that I got, and then I just didn't do anything. I just got the bare essentials. I got a couch. It looked like a serial killer lived there pretty much <laughs> for a long time. And then I was living in Austin for a little bit when LA was super locked down from the pandemic because mm-hmm. I just wanted to do stand up and it was open out there. Mm-hmm. And I had this writing, this sitcom writing job and it was over, I could do it over Zoom. So what sitcom was it? It's called the United States of Al on CBS. Mm-hmm. It's Chuck Lorre sitcom. So I'm like, can I just be in Austin while LA's on fire? And they go, yeah, the EPs were cool with it. So I was just writing by day, doing stand up at night. And then I'm like, ah, I should probably have someone, I should hire someone to do this your house yeah so i oh, so you got an interior designer yeah 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 yeah. Ooh. so she got me all this stuff what style is is did she do it in would you i say? don't even know i'm you think i'm gonna know what fucking styles are called if i <laughs> just have a serial killer house i mean did she ask you anything about what you like or was she just like she would just send me things this for you. you know it's, i want to turn it into a stand-up bitch it's, it's, it's almost like having a girlfriend without any of the benefits of having a girlfriend you know what i mean the only someone perk, is making you yeah, make yeah, yeah. tiny decisions the only perk is that you could be as blunt as you want because i'm paying her i could right. say i don't care and it's not a fight for a week <laughs> she's not gonna say well you should care right she could send me some shit and be like i don't care what do you think you can be as dismissive as you want yeah because i'm writing a check to this mm-hmm. this woman right so it's almost like uh girlfriend fantasies that guys have that they yeah. wish they could say to their girlfriend when they're going to CB2. Right. I get to do it because I'm cutting a check. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you got that experience. Yeah, it was nice. She was very good. And then I was making good TV money and stuff. So I'm like, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> West Elm. So what does the coffee table look like? It's marble. It's, Ooh. Uh, yeah. So marble on the top and then like what are the legs made it's out of? Steel okay. or like metal. Got it. Sounds yeah. heavy and imposing. It's not it's not too okay. heavy. But yeah, it's got that marble top and then it's a nice height to eat off of. So you set your you take your coffee over mm-hmm. to the coffee table and yeah. then you what are you watching? Now it's suits. Oh. <laughs> I'm a big suit head. I've now. never seen suits. Look, it came on a Netflix. Everyone was talking about suits. I'm like, let me see what's this what's suits all is this all about. What's all this suit stuff about? Yeah. It's legit. Really? I fuck with suits. The writing is good. I like I can't predict a lot of the writing and most shows I can kind of mm-hmm. predict what's going to happen. Uh, the acting is great. Is it a procedural or what yeah, is it? Yeah, it's like a law procedural. Are there are there court cases we see? Yeah. What what kind of law? Like criminal law? Uh, or? yeah, like corporate and, and criminal and hmm. although season six, Mike Ross is in jail for some for way too long. It turns into a prison show <laughs> for like half the season. Okay, and it's comical. Maybe I should like check nobody out wants suits. this. Yeah, give give it a go. Have you seen Bosch? No, but it's fun to say. It is fun, yeah. That's almost, oh, that's Muckle Teo level. <laughs> try this. Oh, imagine like watching Bosch and Muckle Teo. Oh my god, you'd probably never be happier. Try this on for size. Do you know who stars in Bosch? Oh, what's his name? Yeah, Titus Welliver. Yeah. He has a guest star in Suits. Okay, so now, okay, so you watch a little Suits. Yeah. Then what happens? Uh, then I'm usually done eating mm-hmm. in 15 minutes, 10 to 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Usually the solids will finish before the coffee, so I'll kind of sip the coffee a bit. Sure, yeah. Maybe I'll hop on YouTube, watch some sports highlights, some sports analysts talk mm-hmm. about stuff, and then uh, 
Maybe, yeah, maybe I'll do some emails, go to the gym. Mm -hmm. I got a BMX off Amazon just to ride my bike to the gym. Because mm -hmm. nice. getting into a car is such a production and then walking is too far because I'm, right. you know, I'm in the valley. Right. So I'm like, one day I was like, oh, I should just get a bike. That would really kind of open up my neighborhood. Yeah. Do you remember, because again, this is a, it's about products and yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it might be. Which kind of BMX is it? Do you know? It was a mongoose. BMX. <laughs> I feel mongoose. like I'm on suits. I'm being questioned by Harvey Specter. Right now. <laughs> uh, to the best of my knowledge, it was a mongoose BMX. All right. And, and a mongoose a BMX. Corner. All right. So then you work out. Yeah. Any, like you said, AirPods. So Apple AirPods. Yes. Um, you already mentioned these Spotify curated things. Any, now, now we're getting into the stuff that all of a sudden is super exciting to me mm. because I don't know what's happened to me lately, but okay. like any special skincare, face soap, toiletry stuff, shampoo. Okay. I discovered this a little later in life. I wish I would have found out about this product sooner. For me, I always get this rough skin around mm. my nose, like the edges of my nose, just dry skin. Uh -huh. It would kind of like build up. And then if you kind of pick it off, it'd be too red, like right. it's going one or two layers too deep. Yeah. In my youth, I would get St. Ives, and then you find out oh, later that, that it's, scrub? yeah, that that's bad for you. You're yeah. like cutting your face up it's with too these much. pits. Yeah. So that that was like not good to be using. And then I got this. Uh, is it Cerave? Yes, the Cerave pump facial cleanser. I keep it in the shower. One pump of that in the shower. Mm. I'll put it on my face, and I'll kind of like go around that area. And it sloughs it off. Oh, is it the one with salicylic acid? Maybe, maybe? yeah, yeah, yeah. I think probably. So. I think my husband has that. And yeah. it just like sloughs it off mm -hmm. so gently. There's no um, beads or anything. Right. It's, some chemical thing is happening. I don't know, but like, it has solved the problem. So I just do that in the shower every day, and it's solved everything. It's great. Great. Any yeah. moisturizer or sunscreen? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Here's my. Okay. So I have this Neutrogena face one that's mm -hmm. like super thin. That's if I just want like a light coat on okay. my face. Yeah. Uh, and then I also, I got a banana boat mm. kind of family value size mm -hmm. one that that just sits on my kitchen countertop. Right. Because that's when I'm going to go ride my bike to the gym or go walk yeah. to the gym. I just need a B suit. Right. Yes, we have this too. We've got the 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 A team and the B team. And most of the for... time, if I'm not going anywhere and I'm, I'll, I'll slather the B team on my face. Mm -hmm. I don't give a shit. Okay. You know, I'm not going to waste the good stuff. Right. If I have an outing or something, yeah. I'll do the good stuff. That's mm -hmm. the micro sheen on the face, mm -hmm. fifty SPF. Right, you can't, that can't go in your body. No, no. So, and I got a pump specifically because it's just a very efficient way mm -hmm. to apply sunscreen. You just right. come downstairs, you go <laughs> arms, <laughs> neck, ears, legs. Mm -hmm. I'm out the door. I'll even slather it on the face, and I'm out. Right. I because if you get the sunscreen where you like have to crack open the lid. It's too much. Too many steps. I'm too, an engineer. Yeah, right. Workflow. Right, exactly. Did you say that you're an engineer in your email to the hotel? Just out of nowhere? Just at the bottom <laughs> says, no, to the I'm hotel. an engineer. Because like, you know workflow. No, I should have. Should, yeah. I, should I like write them? Be like, I forgot to mention. Mm -hmm. I'm an engineer. Click unsend. Unsend. See if, see if that works. Okay, all right. So... <sighs> Any special towels, bath mats, things like that in the bathroom? Mm, I got these like soft towels, I think from Target. I forgot what they were, but they were a little more expensive, but they were fluffier. And right. I go, it enriches my life. Yeah. What color are those? Uh, one's gray, one's white, one's blue. Yeah, that's good stuff. Great. Okay. Mm, 
Now what happens in your day? Can you tell how well honed this is, Tony? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Okay, come back home. What else? Do you go to the gym every day? I'll try to go every other day, Mm -hmm. like minimum three days a week. Okay. Yeah. You're probably having some lunch, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I do DoorDash too. Okay, here's... Okay, I started doing this. I started doing meal delivery. Not Mm. just like DoorDash, but like meals come and it's not to get shredded just like i want calories oh. i just want meals like they're so, already like factor or something like yes they're already but cooked? I, I feel like factor is geared towards keto people because mm-hmm. i looked i did factor for one week mm-hmm. it's not enough calories for me okay. i'm not trying to cut down it's like okay, metabolism. well no I, I only eat three i don't snack yeah i only eat three square meals so i kind of need you enough need calories more. in yeah. each meal right and the factor meals were 450 mm-hmm. 480 right I need somewhere in the 600 to 800 range. Right. Yeah. So who who makes your meals now? Well, I do Cook Unity now. Mm. So they deliver meals like once a week. Although they were supposed to deliver it yesterday and they just delivered it to a completely... <laughs> I'm really getting fucked on the customer service yeah. end, huh? So they, I go, my, it says that it's here, but it's not here. I looked outside, I looked mm-hmm. at the mailbox and they go... And they send me a picture of where they left it. <laughs> and it was a completely... I don't even know where this place is. Right. And it's a totally different unit number than me mm-hmm. someone has your meals yeah yep. and i go i don't even know where this place is right and they go okay well we'll give you 25 percent off the next i go how about you give me should... all my money back yeah like, where's my refund food? it yeah and finally they did okay good yeah so. good good so um is there are there any other products that you're excited about or that make your life exciting or anything else that you can't live without? Or I mean, I'm hearing that the CeraVe face wash real is game a real yes, exactly. Yeah, that's a game changer. I guess uh, I got a MacBook Pro a few months ago, maybe maybe a year ago, and mm-hmm. I was very reluctant to do so because it's such a big purchase. purchase. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What did you have before that? I had a MacBook Pro, but it's old. It was maybe eight years old or mm-hmm. something. And I edit videos. Our business is content. It's right. editing video. It's And that's a big part of your... You want that workflow to be smooth, but you don't realize it when you're working with outdated equipment. Because after I got this, the render times, I'm so mm. glad I did it. And yeah. I just have... It's a constant reminder that reinvesting in yourself and in your business, especially if it's work-related, it's not this... Uh, pain or uh it shouldn't be as torturous as you make it to be because Mm -hmm. it's you're you're going to scale your money with it you know right yeah right it's worth it so that macbook pro i'm really grateful there's these samsung external hard drives Mm -hmm. they're they're so tiny how small are they just i love the aesthetic of them they're maybe like the size of this coaster or something but rectangle like a kind of like a playing card size yeah yeah even smaller wow and they're two terabytes, which, <coughs> wow. is, which is like a lot of space. And you just plug that into the USB-C mm-hmm. and, and you can, your workflow is pretty nice. So you're, you have limited space on the, on the actual, you don't worry about bogging it down with all the space. Right. Yeah. They're just fun to play with even. It's just really good form factor. Mm-hmm. Is that something you buy online? Yeah. Amazon. Okay. Got that. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Any like sleep mask? What do you, how do you, do what that. alarm? Not, I don't either. Yeah, so uh, I do use earplugs though. Because oh, really? my husband snores. Uh, uh, but no, I can't, Tony, sleep mask. I can't do mm-hmm. a sleep mask. I feel like because there's like a string on the back of my head that I feel. Yeah, and something I sleep on the front fine of my face. without it. Maybe yeah. I'm just 
I could look 18 if I wear it. I don't know. Do you use like a Sonicare? Oh, yeah. A oh yeah. I thought that's a given. Well. Sonicare for sure. I I feel Sonicare for me has been a game changer. But my husband has the, the one who snores. Um, the Oral-B circle yes, one? Yes. And his dentist said that like she thinks it's slightly better. I don't know. I need that vibration. I need the sound waves vibes. in my mouth. Yeah, the vibes. Is that one just a spinning brush or does it also have sonic waves? I, it might have sonic waves down below and then circle up okay. top spinning. I don't know. Yeah. I've been a Sonicare guy forever, right. so it's hard to switch teams. Tony, are you a Sonicare or Oral-B or neither? Are you, are you just an analog toothbrush? He does no, a little no, no. leaf. I, I do. I don't remember what i have i oh. have i have something like that but i at the moment i can't remember what i know i used to have a sonic hair you go do uh, i brush my one. teeth <laughs> how does it he charge has no teeth uh it's like you stand it on this little charger Dumb. thing and it sounds like sonic hair it but does that could be all of them yeah does it have a circular brush or a more toothbrushy brush mm, toothbrushy i think it sounds like a sonic hair yeah. sounds like a son do you remember how early have how early did you get on the Sonic Air train? When it was a fucking baseball bat for the base. Okay. Do you remember how gross the top used to be before they changed oh, the way it snapped not, on? Hilar- when you would unscrew it and, and it, would it just was be like, like sand. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh. Mine, mine still gets that way. It's almost <laughs> okay, like when you used to use the, the Motorola Motorola razor and there's all this face dust. Oh, I, I when never you took had the battery out. Okay. You just saw all the particles of your it was gross. Yeah. Or the slime from your face on the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, floss. I'm a big fan of floss. Old school. What's your floss? I don't do choice? these swords. I do the fingers because I, I want to hug the tooth. Yeah. I really want to get yeah. around there. Right. Yeah. Right. But do you have like a floss brand of choice? <sighs> yeah. This is funny that I actually have. So, it's CVS brand. Okay. Yeah. And it's 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 waxed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't like the Sounds ones great. that are too flimsy and waxy. Like, yeah. like an Oral-B. Or a glide. There's not enough structure. No, it, to me, that's like you may as well take a piece of sewing thread and try to floss your teeth. It's There's too not, silky. Yeah, I am. I like a, a little fight back. You want the floss to fight back? Yeah. It's sort of like kale. Kale is salad that fights back. I know exactly what you mean, although I don't really like kale. For me, it fights. You too could much. dress it up a bit with like a dressing. The kale. The kale is called Jessica's kale salad at Gelson's. I mm. recommend it. I think I've, seen, the, I've seen this. How do you feel about the salad bar at Gelson's? I'm sure it's top notch, but I only fuck with real salads. I don't get like potato salads and stuff. Because okay. like, you're a health guy. Nah, it's just gross. I don't like mayo-based mm. mixing. I'm losing my mind because I keep thinking I see like a black crow outside. This is very, it's, <laughs> it's like an insane omen. nevermore. Yeah, it's very Edgar Allan Poe. What am I seeing out of the corner of my eye? If, if anyone else sees a gigantic black crow out the window yeah let me know otherwise i'm something there's a safe for now some kind of fracturing happening in my brain oh i also got those little like christmas tree things to go in between the teeth because i have some gaps so those those, like gum in betweeners inter yes 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 yes. inter dicks yeah yeah you're right yeah Yeah. um my husband has those as well they're great what do they do they're like they're for if you have spaces they kind of brush under the gum line it's like a hybrid between floss and brushing because mm. brushing will only get the front and the back of your yeah. pocket okay and floss will only get shit out of the pocket but these little christmas trees will kind of clean mm. the harder to did get your, places did your brother turn you on to these my dentist did 
But my, I mean, yeah, my brother didn't. He's there if I need him, I guess. If yeah. I need dental work done, then I'll go to him. Right. Is he down here? Nah, he's in uh, Seattle. Mm, you have to travel. But sometimes it's worth it. Yeah. Dentistry is so much. Dental work. I know. That it really almost is. makes sense to hop it on a plane is. and be like, bro, hook it up. My, I have a floss of choice and it's Dr. Tongues. I don't and, even know what that is. Yeah. Um, they sell it at Whole Foods, of but course, I think they also, they, they do. you get it at Amazon as well. And it's just like very thick. It's like brushing your, t- I mean, like a flossing with cord. a towel. Yes. It's like a bungee cord. It's like a, it's like an old fashioned phone cord, like a landline cord. Yeah. No, it's just thick and it really, really can, gets can in there. Can you like thwack guys on the ass with it when you're done too? Yeah. Just what? The? That's just locker room talk. What I do? It's what I I go into a male locker room and I, <laughs> I, I fly. That would be such mental mind fuck, just mental warfare. Yeah. Just some guys think they're in their safe space, just toweling down, and then you come in and just, just twirling a towel and just starts thwacking asses. I know. How long would I be able to stay in there before someone complained? Uh, maybe five minutes tops. Okay. That's a long time, though. Five minutes? That, those are real minutes. Right. That would feel like an eternity <laughs> it would feel, for all parties I involved. Mean, you could thwack a lot of asses in five yeah. minutes. I'm trying to think if I know how to, like, thwack snap an a ass? towel at someone. It's pretty yeah, easy. I guess. You just, you know, twirl. Right. To make it and you tight. Let it, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So you, like, twirl mm-hmm. it, and then you'll, you, you let go of one end mm-hmm. while you propel it through the other end, and it's now you're Indiana Jones. Sounds pretty fun. Yeah. Have you done this before? Of course. To guys' asses. Not, not to guys' asses. I did it to a roach one time. <laughs> to a roach? Is that what you said? Yeah. I don't. I mean, I wasn't trying to get into the story or whatever. I was, I was trying <laughs> to do the abridged version. So it was literally like my last day of staying in Austin. Mm-hmm. I come into my, I got a fully furnished place. Mm-hmm. Just one of these apartments where it's just, sure. you know, turnkey the situation. Oak wood or something. Yeah. So I turn on the light in my room and there's this giant roach on my pillow. How giant? Because your so hands I are thought, making okay. it look like a shoe. I it was so big. I thought it was a person in my bed at <gasps> first, like the thing I'm seeing yes. out the window. I swear to God, I turned the light because I'm not expecting horrifying. it. Because it's white sheets. Yeah, and there's this giant thing on my. I thought it was a head or some. I thought someone was in my right. bed. Someone left, but it was a head. roach. Jesus, and I'm paralyzed because I just don't have a lot of experience with roaches. There yeah. weren't a lot of roaches in Seattle. Mm-hmm. I also this hasn't happened to me. So I'm trying to figure out what to do. I have no frame of reference mm-hmm. for what to do in this situation. Sure. Like a spider I've done, a fly I've done. Mm. There's just a giant roach on my pillow. How big are we talking? Same size as the like Samsung? This. Bigger. Like like that. I don't know. That's pretty Are you big. sure? Yeah. They come that big? It is this so is like fucking a big. sewer rat size roach. I mean, not really, but it it, you're so showing big. me like five Ye- inches. Yeah, yeah. So I'm I'm just trying to figure out what to do. Do. right you know just, what i mean i mean i would just like, invite calm. him to leave you could talk to that guy i know it's that big like i wanted to get a baseball bat it was that right fucking big so i'm trying to figure out what do i i was gonna get a magazine or something but i go this is too big even for yeah, a magazine or something so i'm literally just having a stalemate by the light and it's just holding still and it's holding still mm-hmm. and i'm just trying to think of what to do like how to handle this situation and luckily yeah. it's just chilling on the right just chilling on the this is waiting pillow for you case. to get into bed yeah so I'm just trying to think, okay, okay, what what should I... Because I know I have one shot at this, really. Right. And I go, okay, there's a there's a linen closet behind me. There's towels in there. Maybe, it's scary because if you turn your back on it, what if yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, there yeah. when you so come I'm back? Keeping, I'm yeah. keeping my eyes on it while I'm slowly walking because I don't want to lose sight of this thing. Right. And then 
I open up the linen closet, I pull a towel out of there, and then I I roll it up mm. to do the you know the ass thwacking, yeah, maybe with the roach. Because that was that was my thought. I'm like, okay, I will just kind of come over the top so hard on this mm-hmm. roach that I will crush it. So I'm getting closer and closer to the roach. It's staying in place, and then I put all my might into this mm-hmm. thing, and I come over the top, and I I hit it. I okay. hit it really hard. But it just bounces it off the pillow. Right, because on a pillow. It did nothing. It was like a trampoline for this guy. It was a ride. Where'd it was it a go? ride. So he's it just launched him into the air and then he landed on the carpet next okay. to the bed and then he starts <gasps> bum rushing me. He starts coming towards me. Oh my god. So fast. <laughs> he's like coming towards me. I go, ah and I like back up. Okay. All right. And he comes out into like the living quarters. So he's in a new room now. He's moved rooms. Right. And I just throw the towel on it, and I start stomping on the towel like I'm initiating him into a gang. <laughs> and it's so gross, though. Like, Did I don't want to. I don't want to see what's happening. So I'm just like stomping on this thing, and then moving over, and then stomping. Are you able to see where he is? He's somewhere under this heap yeah. of towel. Mm-hmm. So I just threw the towel on the ground, and I started just right. stomping the shit out of this yeah, towel. You went ham. I went ham. Can I, I say let, that anymore. I, I don't know. You can. Okay. Yeah. So. Make sure there was no question that this has been solved. Mm. And I didn't even want to like lift it and see right. the guts and shit because I'm out of this place. This is my last night. Yeah. What did you know? So, then did, so I just left a note. I just left a note. I just said like there's a roach under here and I put it under the towel. And that was it. I didn't because I'm like I'm not I'm, I'm not disposing of this. There's a cleaning fee and all that. They can deal with it. Yeah. Wow. Your note literally said there's a roach yeah, yeah, under yeah, this yeah. towel. Yeah, I didn't want them to be surprised because that, that's surprised tra- by body parts. Yeah, that's traumatizing. If yeah. some cleaning lady or person lifts the towel and sees that without being ready emotionally yeah. for it, and then you just went to bed, uh, or were you shaken up? Actually, I was a little. Actually, <laughs> this sounds so gross. This sounds like so pussy. But my girlfriend at the time, who I met in Austin. Oh, you slept in her place because yeah, there was like, a dead roach in your house? Yeah. And it was sense. my last night anyway. Yeah. And I go, I don't know how many more roaches. It was just so gross. It yeah. just tainted the whole place for me. Yep. I know I, people live with roaches all the time and it's not a big deal and I'm being a pussy because people do it all the time. I don't but think it, anyone it was, likes it though. It's and, my last night. Yeah. Eh, I'd rather just stay there. You had just engaged in a battle. A battle with a roach. Yeah. But I mean, I, I sound like such a pussy just being like, I killed a roach. Can I stay at your place? <laughs> but is that how you put it to her? Or were you like, babe, I, like I miss too. you? <laughs> That'd be funny. Just play cool guy. Yeah. You know, I was really missing you still. I was wondering if I could, you know, just, you know, I just want to spend my last night with you. Right. Oh my God, you're so sweet. Yeah, yeah. But deep down, I'm just like, there's roaches. <laughs> there's roaches in my place. So you got, you and she are not together anymore though. Yeah, no. no. Sorry. Thanks. What Thanks happened? for bringing it up. No. What happened? Oh man, uh, Cliff Notes version is just, I think, fundamental value differences, mm-hmm. you know, that t- try to compromise for a while, but then sometimes people are just have different values and it it's too hard to align them, you yeah. know? Yeah, yeah. And that happens. And that's growth too, just realizing like you can love someone and still not be right for each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yes. I know that when I was younger, I had this like, I tended to pathologize everyone and everything in my head. Like, oh, it didn't work out because he's crazy or he's this or he's, you know, and it's like, first of all, I think I was the crazy one and or the the one who was not acting in the most like functional manner. But also 
two people can be great and just not right for each other. Totally. And there's nothing wrong with yeah. you them. It's just not the right match. Um, Fahim, it was so nice having you on the show. Oh, thank you for having me. Thank you for, even though you didn't intend to tell the cockroach story, yeah. I feel like I went on a journey. A journey? I'm glad you Should did. Should I try to option it to like a screenplay or something? Yes. The people who did like, um, Joe's apartment, MTV, I think. <laughs> oh, yeah. Remember that? <laughs> I no. remember that. It was, a uh, um. <laughs> Jerry O'Connell. Oh. Yes. Oh. And what was the plot? He lived in an apartment with a lot of roaches. Yeah. And they just, they like. Talked to him or something? Yeah. And they like, <laughs> there were like songs and shit yeah. they sang. Yeah them they have a soft spot for roach stories even though this one's let's not, reboot doesn't, it doesn't turn <laughs> out well reboot. for the roaches yeah, it's more of a horror thing though yeah um tell everyone where they can find you please plug anything you'd I'll like plug to plug all my stuff i'm on socials you know so instagram fahim anwar f-a-h-i-m-a-n-w-a-r on tiktok i'm fahim anwar comedy because somebody else got it before me hats off to you are they someone who's also named Fahim Anwar? Yeah, they, I guess. Okay. I should, yeah. I think I was just so bummed I didn't really delve deep into their TikTok right, page. Yeah. Maybe I'll give it a go and see what kind of content's on yeah, there. Yeah, see. It might be your content. Well, like, I'd what be, if they're fake I'd be you? Less, I'd be less upset. I'd yeah. be like, okay, this guy's a fan. Right. And then YouTube. So YouTube.com slash Fahim Anwar. My special is on there. I filmed it at the comedy store. It's called Hat Trick. I directed it, produced it, and that was like a labor of love. It was really cool. I did like... The special's in all three different rooms. So the original room, there's three different showrooms mm-hmm. at the comedy store. So I just did like a set in each of them. Tarantino makes an appearance in it for some reason. Oh, wow. He, he saw me do one of the sets and then we happened to have cameras that night and he was like, he was talking to me and stuff. He's like, oh man, that was great. I want to talk to the cool guy. <laughs> so we just have me and Tarantino talking and some other comics. So that, um, yeah, I have a podcast called Fahim Anwar Dance Hour. I guess that. Mm-hmm. And that's it. I'm done plugging. Great. And see me in the streets. Say hi to me at Trader Joe's or Whole Foods. Or Gelson's. That's the better Sounds bet. like that's yeah, where Gelson's. you are. Yeah. Tony, what about you? Uh, same old shit as always. Instagram at Tony Thaxton. And Bizarre Albums every Tuesday. Wait, our- is that the same theme as Living Spaces? Sure is. Yes. <laughs> All right. I can't remember why we had her do it to Living I Spaces. Don't, yeah, I don't remember either. But we have Living a few, Spaces. We have you got a cease and desist by Living no, Spaces? No, no, I don't. Do they know? I what don't if I lord so. this over you? Like, all right, well, what if a little birdie lets them know about this? You're in hot water. Do they own that jingle, the sound of it? I mean, they probably yeah, come do. Come on, that key and <laughs> that <laughs> phrasing? Yeah. Don't we have her sing? I'm watching so much suits. I'm just trying to like fun facts stuff. Yeah, do play that one. That's a fun fact. (laughs) Oh my god! And then we also have class action. RJ City, right? Uh, yeah. I don't know if I have that ready to go. Okay, I think we have another. We have another one. Um, that'd be great if you had the original Living Spaces just as a non sequitur. Just have Living Spaces. Living Spaces. Right. It'd be weird if you're like, um. You know, play after you say your name, play it. <laughs> It'll be an inside joke. Yeah. <laughs> and the Might guest be too, is like, what the fuck? Too high concept. Um, everyone, follow me on social media at Allison Rosen, on Twitter and Instagram, on TikTok, I'm the Allison Rosen. And I mentioned I'm on Patreon. Bonus episodes with Jenna Kim Jones and Renee Colbert just went up. Uh, Patreon.com slash Allison Rosen. There's a little where you can text me and I'll text you back. If you get an annual subscription, you get two months free. And then also, I have a newsletter. Uh, there's paid and free tiers for that. And that is allisonrosen.substack.com 
com, and then also my merch store. All sorts of merch is live. What a great holiday present it could be. Um, so just go to alisonrosen.com and, you know, click on any of the things that say merch. Okay. Oh, youtube.com slash Rosen as well. I've really got to streamline this. So many things. It's, it's so tough. many. Yeah. You know, I should just say, I should just give out the name of my link tree. Yeah. Linktr.ee slash Allison Rosen. That has, that's got all of it. Yeah. Just put that in your Instagram bio. Just tell them to go to your Instagram. That is my Instagram. Oh, that is in my oh, Instagram bio. Go to, my Instagram go to my Instagram bio. I'll think of the time I'll save. Mm, these episodes are going to be short. I know. Um, I'll have more time to flush. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that's the good, like, parting message is don't get so big. Don't get too big to flush. Right. Don't, All right. Don't lose your soul that don't way. Don't lose your soul. Yeah. This was so much fun. Thank you so much. Listeners, thank you, thank for, you for listening. Me. I love you. You matter. Goodbye. Hey, do you know about the Allison Rosen Show? 